folks. Welcome to another episode of Falling Out. In case you don't know, I am your host, Elgin Strait, and I'm hoping I got some new faces around here for reasons that will become evident through the course of this episode. To give you a very short recap on what this podcast is all about, I was born in a cult called the Unification Church, also known as the Moonies. This podcast has historically, for the most part, been me interviewing other kids who grew up in this cult and documenting the abuse, manipulation, and hypocrisy of the Unification Church. This podcast has become a litany of evidence of the destructive nature of the Moon family and the Unification Church. And anyone who wanted to understand the depths of the depravity and destruction that this cult has caused could have found this podcast and gotten all of that detail. And why do I mention that now? It's because I think, and I certainly hope with the release of this episode, that I'm going to pick up some new listeners. One listener in particular, Mr. Peter Dinklage. That's right. His name is on the title of this episode. Peter, you fucked it up. (laughs) I can't say it any better than that. You fucked it up. And this episode is about me and my homies talking about how you fucked it up. And for longtime listeners, you will know that I had become good friends with the first guest I ever recorded on this show, Miss Donna Cervelli. I had the extreme pleasure of hosting Donna and her sister at my house in London for a few nights in the summer of 2023. And during that time, we watched the Netflix show, How to Become a Cult Leader, executive produced and narrated by one Mr. Peter Dinklage. And this episode was recorded by me, Donna, and her sister, Christine, three kids whose parents were recruited into the Moonies, who have given their lives to the Moonies, who were matched and arranged, married by Sun Myung Moon, three kids who grew up in a incredibly abusive environment that Mr. Dinklage's show served to make fun of. That's right. Peter Dinklage has the goal to create a snarky cartoon show about a cult that has abused and in cases killed kids. So what you have here on tape Mr. Dinklage, are the very real and raw feelings of three kids who survived that and watched your show about it and then put a microphone in the center of a kitchen table, cracked open a couple bottles of wine, and talked a lot about how you fucked it up, Mr. Dinklage. One more thing. Mr. Dinklage, I'm a charitable guy, and I would like to offer you the right to reply. I would love to hear your thoughts on your creation after listening to this critique of it by people who actually lived through the horror show that was the Unification Church. It's possible for people to change their minds and 
it's possible for people to apologize. Mr. Dinklage, if you are interested in doing any of those, you can reach me at info at fallingoutpod.com. I would love to hear from you. Please enjoy this episode. It was really fucking awesome to have Donna and her sister come visit me in London. And that is one of the big unforeseen benefits of me doing this show, quite honestly. I've made some amazing friends and... It's been awesome to uh, to welcome them to my home. Um, without further ado, here it is. Please enjoy. Beautiful. Yay! Okay, we are here in my kitchen, <laughs> in my dining room, with the illustrious. Miss Donna Cervelli. Hello. And her sister. Christine Archer. <laughs> there we go. They have both done me the honor of coming to visit me in London. Uh, we've been hanging out for a few days. And we have just watched the Netflix show, How to Become a Cult Leader. I think that's what it is called. Mm-hmm. And we watched the episode on the Moonies. And we have thoughts. So we, many thoughts. So many thoughts. We just we finished watching it three minutes ago, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we beginning with this conversation? Um, I think first off, I, we'd like to thank Elgin for hosting us and showing us around his beautiful city of London. Um, okay. Thanks so for making the trip. Appreciate it's, that. It's, uh, I love, mm-hmm. yeah, I love hosting, and uh, it's been lovely having you guys here. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. I think we met at first through the podcast. Yes. And now we've become really good friends. Yeah. Now we're here yeah. physically recording something, yeah. which is, I think, a lot of fun. It's really awesome. It's really awesome to like see that come full circle from us mm-hmm. first talking about the podcast and you mm-hmm. coming on the podcast and then having good results and mm-hmm. uh, becoming good friends since then, like you said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's really an honor and a privilege to host you both. So thanks for making the trip. No, thank you for everything. Um, yeah, so many thoughts. Yes. So many thoughts. I, I don't even know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think, Christine, you said it popped up in your Netflix feed. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, this, this popped up in my Netflix mm-hmm. feed as well. And just truthfully, I, I avoided it. Yes. I think because, yeah. um, it recently, not just, you know, not just because we recorded the podcast, but I think yeah. recently there's been a lot of interest in cults and there's, it seems like there's been a lot of material produced around that. You know, I think, I think the David Koresh, the Waco stuff has, has had a resurgence of interest. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there was, uh, the wild, wild country documentary that came out. There was yeah. the Nixium stuff. The vow. This, yeah. The vow. There was the Sarah Lawrence documentary that came yes. out. So it just yeah. seems like recently there's been a lot of content created around mm-hmm. cults and cult leaders. And, you know, for me personally, it's, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. I think because I think I watched the Sarah Lawrence documentary and it just brought up a lot of feelings and um, I just wasn't, I don't know, I can't, I can only digest so much. Yeah. So when I saw this Netflix documentary, I honestly was not going to watch it. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
And then I knew we were going to make this visit and we were talking, we had started talking about it. And I think at the moment that I felt okay watching it was because I knew we would kind of be together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad we watched it together. Yeah. We're, I'm glad yeah. that we're downloading this. Yeah. Because I don't know. I so have to process. Yeah. I actually want to say a couple things before mm-hmm. we talk about the specifics. So similar to you, I mean, because I spend so much of my free time on the podcast, mm-hmm. I have a policy, soft policy, which is I don't spend any other time consuming cult-related content mm-hmm. at all just yeah. to protect myself if, like, you know leisure time is not like focused on this issue basically right. um and so there's been a ton of stuff ton of documentaries podcasts blah blah blah, blah. i don't consume it at all um this one i felt like um so first of all teddy and lisa are very good friends of mine mm-hmm. and they're focused on or sorry they're they're featured on this podcast i knew that they were gonna do it um and so I was interested as a result of that. Um, and I didn't know if I was going to watch it at some point. But then with you guys being over here, I was like, this is this is probably the time to do it. Mm-hmm. So in, in a similar boat, quite honestly, mm-hmm. of not really sure that I want to engage with this sort of stuff. Also, equally, like, I, I accept that I think it's, it, in general, it's a good thing for the world to be aware of this mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't be doing the podcast. Um I have to say, also, I think one of the reasons that I did the podcast, one of the reasons that I did the podcast, and that I'm doing it is because I don't think any outsider is ever going to get it right when mm-hmm. it comes to our experience. Um, and I think <laughs> this show probably has proven me right in that uh, assumption. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably, yeah, that sort of encapsulates my high level thoughts on it yeah yeah i i think i think i'm i think i have two distinct opinions on the podcast or not the podcast i'm sorry the netflix show we just watched yeah you know i you know knowing teddy and knowing lisa knowing all the work that they put into it and i know how dedicated they are to telling the story and they do it very well yeah they do it very well um they share their experience they've done a lot of work i think personally and professionally on a professional level to learn the language um understand some of the terminology and really put it in a frame of reference that helps others process their experience which is fantastic like they do a lot of really good work i think both community building network building you know, creating spaces for people to have conversations yeah. about this. And, you know, like like you said, I, you know, I think I agree with you as well in terms of the podcast. Um, creating something like this where we tell our stories can only really be, I think, well told by somebody who's lived the experience like you have. Yeah. Because I think there's a sensitivity to understanding the material and talking about the experience in a way that's not just sensitive, but also understanding of what the person is going through mm. makes them feel really heard and understood. Mm. And I think this, so that, that context is um, a little bit about where my two opinions are. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, because I respect, I respect and appreciate Teddy, Lisa, Dan. I really, really do. Um, I think their work and their voices on this, 
Netflix episode were phenomenal. They did mm-hmm. a fantastic job, I think, of talking about the experience in a true and sincere way. I took notes throughout the thing. I can see you have a and lot of notes written down there. One of the, the last part, as the credits were coming on, I, I think I looked at you for a moment mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, that's it. It just felt extremely reductive of the experience that we had. That I wrong. Let me not generalize. Mm. The tone of the show and the narration seemed reductive of the experience yeah. that I lived. Yeah, totally. The camp sunrise bit, like talking about the blessing, there seemed to be like a disconnect between the seriousness of the trauma that is felt yeah. by this um, population and by the way that this was told. It was like yeah. the fact that it was he was mentioned as a successful... Yeah, the whole construct of the show is like... An ambitious... Yeah. Here's the playbook yeah. that you should follow yeah. if you want to become a cult leader. Correct. I... That is problematic to me as a as a starting point that is yeah i couldn't agree with you more i'm like the moment (laughs) i think there was a phrase that was like you know here's a successful example of a cult leader yeah like some of the other chapters were discussing like jim jones and charles manson and you know the buddha fields guy and about how they had been arrested or executed yeah. or died in jail. Yeah. And here's Sun Young Moon, who is successful at what he's done. And he's a successful cult leader. And here's why. Yeah. They're painting him as like as like what you should shoot for. Correct. This is the epitome of success in this field of work. Yes. Is doing what Moon did. And the fact that it came out of the mouth of a sociologist when mm. he... I forgot his name. I didn't write his name yeah. down, but... It, it was like the when he called him successful, I just wanted to jump through the screen and just yeah. like scream like at what though at at you yeah, know what? I... at separating families <laughs> at like mm. you know stealing generational wealth at yeah. human trafficking at like exploiting people like what was he successful yeah. at? And I guess like. You know, I'm becoming passionate about it. Yeah, but you should be. It's, uh, yeah, it's slightly off- It was offensive it was, to me. It was offensive. I, I actually mm-hmm. didn't find that part yeah. as offensive mm-hmm. because I have I have sort of heard that that idea expressed in other mm-hmm. uh, circumstances where someone's like, if you look at the if you look at the cult leaders of the 70s and 80s, like objectively, Moon was one of the most successful in terms of the money and power that he accumulated. Okay, yes. fine. Um, I think that's a like it's that's not a crazy piece of analysis to do on its own, but the fact that that guy said that in the context of this show, mm-hmm. with, like I, I have a bigger problem with the context of the show in general mm-hmm. than with than with that idea in particular because the show really magnified that. It had this like this tongue in cheek attitude of kind of like like. It was trying to make it kind of fun and um, playful. It just playful. It was, it was playful. playful. It was a yeah. playful. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. was a playful 
dynamic with the cartoons and I wrote down like there's like one bit first of all all the cartoon um the cartoon animations I in a, th in a sense I can understand why they would do that because they want to demonstrate what's going on and they don't have footage of it and mm -hmm. it's a good way it's a good way to do it um but also that was interspersed with like footage of like monkeys jumping around and like banging on typewriters and like this sort of it had this almost like comedic mm. uh sense to it yeah and this is not a like funny topic like, I don't need fucking... Sorry, Peter Dinklage, but, like, I don't need you fucking telling me to laugh at, like, the horror that was our lives. Um, sorry, dude, but kind of fuck you. Um, <laughs> um, that, yes. Yeah. Um, and I like you, Tyrion Lannister. Correct, I've correct. all of them, and I correct. really... Correct. Also, like, three billboards. I fucking loved you in that, Peter, incredible, but... Incredible. Fuck you in this documentary. <laughs> sorry. For this specific instance. For this, inst for this reason. Okay, just a note here. I need to add this in the editing booth after recording this. Just so the audience is clear, the film that we're talking about here is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, the film in which Peter Dinklage played a role. That is one of my all-time favorite films. Peter, you killed it in that film. And I have often thought of this show as my own personal three billboards the incendiary rage that is at the heart of that film the rage at a system that fails to deal with the sexual abuse and murder of a child that is at the heart of that film and i honestly love The energy in that film, it is fucking incredible. And that intentionally incendiary vibe is something that I have often thought of as inspiration for this very podcast. And now I find myself in a position thinking of names for this episode. The first title that I thought for this episode was Peter Dinklage Fucks It Up. Another title was potentially negative generational wealth because that is a topic that comes up frequently in this discussion. But I've settled on this. Three billboards on Peter Dinklage's lawn because if at all possible, I want him to feel the heat. Peter, you and your executive producers are part of the system that is shielding and minimizing the damage that a group of human trafficking child abusers known as the Moon family is still perpetuating in this world. And you had the opportunity here to expose that and you didn't. You minimized it. You made fun of it. You made fun of the suffering of children. You made fun of a structure that has killed children? So yes, Peter, these are my fucking three billboards on your goddamn lawn. And once again, if you are interested in trying to make amends for the damage that you have done in producing something like this, 
then please hit me up at info at fallingoutpod.com. Send me a letter. Come on my show. Things can change. But right now, you fucked it up. Back to the interview. And you know what? I think you clarified what I meant earlier about how it was weird that the sociologist termed him as successful because that's fair. Yeah. He is, Moon is a successful businessman. Moon is successful at what he set out to do, Mm. which is create a dynasty, create a lineage, create um, a succession for his vision. You know, he is a successful businessman. I think, you know, I saw something where he was worth like $990 million at some point in time. You know, True World Foods and, you know, I didn't know about the chinchilla farms. That was I didn't know about the chinchilla farms. Sorry, I kind of love how it was like $990 million. Uh He like didn't quite get to a billion. He's not quite in the billy club. He didn't hit the billy. Um, But, you know, so in that respect, yes, he's extremely successful. Extremely so. But I think... Uh, in the context of the playfulness of yeah. the show, I'm like, yeah, there's, it's kind of like a two pronged thing, right? Where I think to the outside observer, somebody who didn't have that lived experience, you would look at this. And I think at one point at toward the end of the show, one of the, one of the, you know, people said, this is a great time to start a cult. Yeah. If you're going to start yeah. one, now is a great time because yeah. people are looking for meaning and there's chaos in yeah. the world. And I'm like, you know, that shouldn't, that's not a joking matter because, you know, our lived experience growing up in a cult with no choice is it's extremely damaging and to propagate that through a show like this, which is, you know, I I guess meant to be semi-educational, but it's also joking in tone where it's a playbook and how to become a success. It's like, how do, how do you successfully manipulate people? And here's how, and I guess like the other underlying thing is, you know, there are these people like Diane who are talking about how she was brought into the movement and it, it takes a certain kind of like confidence to be able to say hey i made a mistake yeah yeah absolutely right i was i was uh taken for a fool this thing happened i was sucked into a cult yeah um you know well we see that a lot like it's a lot harder for a first generation person mm -hmm. to to absolutely own up to that than a second gen absolutely and and just the joking manner that they were kind of like approaching the Mm. content um, I think, I think it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's just an uncomfortable juxtaposition for me Yeah. as somebody who lived it. It, it was very uncomfortable. Um, it, it very, very uncomfortable and, uh, yeah, I'm still kind of, <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> I, like, I kind of feel like I was hit by a truck watching that. Yeah. Uh, I, I do, and, and the, there were so many things where I was like, oh, they could have done so much more there. They mm-hmm. could have, like, the I had this, like, this note, like, they, um, they mentioned, they talked about the mass weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about how that, um, you know, enabled him to create a second generation, um, which is, is actually, to be fair, in, interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I think that they, 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 they 
That was a good point to make. Yeah. Um, but they completely missed out on on the fact that like that was almost entirely driven by a by a desire to transport to get labor from one country to another, mm-hmm. uh, and to use marriage as a as a means to further exploit labor. Like mm-hmm. they completely they completely missed that point, and I feel like that could have been that would have been a really interesting thing to mention. I mean, especially like you you guys like your mom is Japanese, yes. right? Like that was, and you I remember it when we were watching it. You got you looked at your sister and you're like, this is where our parents were married when mm-hmm. they were talking about that Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. blessing. Um, so it just it felt like a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. um, and everything everything was so surface level. There was like between that they talked about like the free labor, um, mm-hmm. but it was just such a sur- surface level discussion, and I almost feel like there's just i mean it was only, it was a 29 minute episode so that of course there's no way they're going to be able to go that deep but yeah i kind of feel like if you're not going to do it right maybe you shouldn't do it i i, I don't know you know right if you're going to be tongue in cheek about tax yeah. evasion and if you're going to be tongue in cheek about like yeah. you know uh becoming enmeshed in the political you know the, mm. in, the in the political system yeah. then you know it's not. It doesn't take too much more to yeah. be tongue in cheek about human trafficking. And, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> like exploitation. Yeah, like you know, like maybe we could have expanded on. Yes, they yeah. did talk about like, that. Like, they did, did talk about the fact that nobody got paid and they did free labor. Yeah, yes. like let, let's just be clear yes. to like Peter Dinklage and like and like the the people who made this. Mm-hmm. Like your whole tongue in cheek attitude was towards a generation of kids who were human trafficked, whose parents were human trafficked, who were yeah. labor trafficked were sex trafficked you just kind of had a fun little romp in Mm -hmm. that world but guess what that's like that's our world and that's the world of thousands of other people so i don't want to be the butt of your of your little fun you know play experiment yeah and i think i think the other part that didn't that didn't quite translate is you know like the book is closed right yeah it's not closed this is still happening right now you know i i think one of the things that i wrote down was about what you know where they talked about you know japan was the place where the church made their fortune yeah why didn't you fucking talk about shinzo abe yeah yeah you mother like are you cutting me there's like, current there's, events. Right? I was like, this I, is when they're going to talk yes, about Abe. They have yes, to. They have to talk I, like, about Abe. I know they're doing this shit fast. They're yes. going to give him ten seconds. Yes, nope. but I feel like the last date they gave no. yeah. was Moon's death, which yeah. is twenty. But so much has happened since twenty twelve. Yeah. Like it still is continuing. Like yeah. Sean Moon was at January sixth. Yeah. Sean Moon was at the yeah. Capitol. Yeah. Sean Moon is still meeting with the Trumps. Yeah. You know. And, and yeah, Hak Jahan, like like you talk about the, the making money in Japan. Like talk They're about, still making money in Japan. Yeah. Talk about how much money they're taking from church members mm-hmm. in Japan right now. Hak Jahan is taking that money from them right now. They're still taking it now through ancestral liberation. Yeah. You know, it's still continuing. This isn't something where the book is shut and Moon is dead, and now they are a legitimate business because yeah. they run True World Foods and yeah. supply sushi restaurants. Yeah, they you know they run hotels, and you know maybe they sell ginseng legitimately, but they do a lot of other things illegitimately. Yeah, and some of that still needs to be addressed. You know, like um, I'm pretty sure they're still bringing people over. For marriage. Absolutely. You know, yeah. 
that's still something that they're selling. They're still selling ancestor liberations. They're building another palace and asking for more money. You know, it's not something that's stopped since he's died. It's not, Hak Jahan has not stopped doing these things that have made that. And I think the other part that upset me was that, you know, um, it's still under consider, it's still under discussion whether this is a cult or not. And I'm like, yeah, why would you? Come on, <laughs> come on! Your 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 show is called How to Become a Cult Leader, and you're like, this is the epitome of of how you you're should a become a cult leader. cult leader. This is this is what you should aim for. And then you're like, but there's still a little bit of uh, there's still a little bit of questioning you know, whether or not this is a cult yeah. or not, and this is a new religious movement. Yeah, I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's it's yeah. absolutely a cult. It's 100 million percent a cult. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. These, they did not play that well. I just feel like, you know, it makes it more, it makes it seem less harmful than it really Correct. is. Correct. Yeah. And that, and that's, yes. I think that's my biggest problem with it. Yes. It sounds like they're, they're, they're reducing the mm-hmm. understanding or that the, they're minimizing the understanding of the actual harm that this thing does. Yes. Which is kind of what my show is about. Yes. Um, and they're completely... They're whitewashing that effectively with yeah. this, with this I, cartoon show, basically. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. Just kind of like going through it. Just you know, I, I did take notes of each section, yeah. and I think the other part that kind of really caught me is. Is the dichotomy, is that the right word? I don't know. It depends, the difference, depends what you're saying next. The difference between the way that the Moon family lives yeah. and the way that the rest of the members are currently living, yeah. right? Yeah. I, and how the Moon family continues to live yeah. based on this exploitation of labor, yeah. right? Yeah. Because it's not an inconsequential thing. Yeah. You know, and to share some of my own experience and you tell me, Christine, if this is uncomfortable, but, you know, my parents recently went to an ancestor liberation um, ceremony, I guess, yeah. in, in June, like this past okay. June. In the U.S. In the U.S. Okay. at Belvedere. Okay. Um, it happened like June 24th or 26th. I forgot exactly what okay. it And we're was. recording this on like the 5th of August? Yes, of it's August. the 5th, of, it? August. 5th of August. So it's not long ago. So about yeah. a month ago, a little, yeah. little over a month ago, yeah. you know, it was, it was shortly after my 40th birthday. Um, my parents asked to visit me and it wasn't for my birthday. It was for... It was to attend oh, this ancestor liberation okay. ceremony, mm, right? Okay. Yeah. And so it's my parents who are not like they're not financially well off, mm. right? They're in their seventies. They're definitely in a position where they are literally one illness away from being in financial trouble. Yeah. And I know that where they are right now is because of their um, is because they were part of the church. Because mm. at every opportunity, my parents would give money to the church. Yeah. 
at every opportunity, my dad would go out of his way to serve the church, yeah. often to his own professional detriment. Yeah. You know, my family moved to Hawaii, and my father moved to be a development director for the University of the, the High School of the Pacific, mm-hmm. based in Hawaii. And part of that was to bring children from the Pacific Rim yeah. to the United States to attend school for free in Hawaii. You know, good old bait and switch. Mm. Essentially, come to school in the United States, and then once they get there, it's oh, by the way, it's Divine Principal lectures. Very much yeah, like the Academy. Yeah, I've heard about that stuff. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if that sounds familiar yeah. or anything. No, like I never heard. No. no, no. Um, and so the the my parents' financial situation is solely because of their, you know, participation in the church. And so mm. last June, or the you know this past June, they attended an ancestral liberation ceremony and. You know, just to explain what that is, you know, essentially you pay a certain amount of money to liberate each generation of ancestors, mm. right? So it's between anywhere between $700 and $1,400, I think, depending on the generation and which side of the mm. family it's on. Yeah. Actually, I did a whole thing on this. You probably okay. haven't listened yet, um, but I did a whole not, episode on this. Listen uh, like, to that. Yes. Yeah, listen to that. Where I actually I looked at their calculator. Oh, their ancestral liberation calculator. Okay, so you know more yeah, about this than th- I do. Their, their web UI sucks. Yes. I, I, I spent a lot of time digging through it. <laughs> <laughs> it was very Surprise. painful. It was very painful. Um, but yes, so you go back to that episode to yes. Yes. Yeah. He, you know a lot <laughs> yeah. more than I do. Please go there for yeah. details. Anyway, don't take my word for it. This is basically yeah. so. Those numbers are yes. about yeah. The number well. The number I got to, I mean, it's been a while since I recorded that, but I think it was like $45,000 or something like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a lot more. So my was, dad came and he had a piece of paper. Okay. And it was essentially like, you know, a line item in terms of like um, generations whatever through whatever is yeah. this much money, generations whatever through yeah. whatever is another amount of money. Yeah. And anyway... Um, the, the point was they have to go back 14 generations. Yeah. I think now it's 14 generations okay. that you have to go back in order to, I don't know even what. Yeah, Something. exactly. It's just. Yeah, who knows, right? They're supposed to do that for yeah. some yeah. God awful so, reason. Um, anyway, so that's why they were there. Yeah. And, and, and So I they guess, were there to like ask you to contribute oh, no, no. financially oh, no, 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 no. or my, to... my parents know better than that yeah, my okay. parents were my parents were very cagey about yeah. the reason that they were okay. there because they know very well my feelings on the yeah. church and yeah. just with my personality they're just like please don't tell this girl where it is because yeah. will, she will go there and start problems um but you know that's yeah. neither here nor better anyway so that's that's what they were there for and it's just so painful because my parents don't have money, like barely yeah. enough money to take care of themselves, yeah. their health. And they're in their late 70s. Yeah. They're coming up on health problems. They're yeah. coming up on all of this. Yeah. And just the fact that they're giving what little money that they have to this organization. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, and I'm sure there's other families that are in very similar positions. And it's so upsetting, I think, to see that on screen. Yeah. Just... The Belvedere Estate. Yes. And they had a lot of photos of that. How well they live. Yeah. Just you know, I know Hawk Jahan is like building another palace and I know that they've gone to Ivy League schools and they have they go horseback riding and they ride horses for you know, hobbies and they take, you know, they're dancers. They're just you know, they just do a lot of expensive shit. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's whatever, do expensive shit. That's fine. But, you know, don't, they've, the money that they've made 
is coming on the backs and on the yeah. suffering of real people yeah. who are still feeling it today. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. So it's, you know, I think about uh, that's a really good point. And when I think about what we just watched, like mm-hmm. they had all these photos of um, of the Moon family living in these opulent places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um which is, I mean, obviously that that's true. That's that's reality. Um, but th- where were the photos of like the people doing fundraising yes. on the sides of the roads? Yes. Like, like I know those photos exist. I've put them in shit that I've done online. Like mm-hmm. anyone can go look at my yeah. YouTube channel and see that shit. Yes. Why weren't Why wasn't that there? No. To you know, like to make to, that, to, yeah. make, to, to, to show what the reality where this money like, is where this money from, fucking who came is from. For these opulent like, houses. Like, I, sorry, Christine wants to. I just want to say something. Like, I know Teddy has those photos. If these, if these people wanted to use them, they could have, mm-hmm. but they fucking didn't. Right. Um. Sorry, Christine. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just thinking the same thing. Like photos of all the first generation members who are living in vans. Yeah. Of STF members who are also living in vans. Yeah. Still living in vans. Yeah. Still living in vans. Yes. To this day, right? This yes. Day. Hello, producers. Like that shit's happening right now. Kids are out there. You know. During yeah. COVID. Yeah. They were still fundraising yeah. during in COVID, yeah. living in vans, mm-hmm. driving around, selling wind chimes. In parking lots yes. at 11 p.m. at night at yeah. 3 in the morning. Yes. Yeah, selling so, trinkets. Yeah. Teenagers. We're talking yeah. about yeah. teenagers between teenagers. the ages of, you know, like I would say 17 mm-hmm. yeah. to maybe late to early 20s. Right. Yeah. You know, young, young adults mm-hmm. who are going into like dangerous situations. And I know you've touched on this. Yeah. I know that these yeah. have been in prior episodes yeah. about, yeah. you know, what happens on the special mm. task force. You know, I think you even did a back of the napkin calculation mm. of how much yeah, even in it New was York a, or yeah, it was a lot. I forget in. the numbers now, but it was a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just so damaging. Um, yeah. you know, I think I think what's lost in that is that the the cult leader is still being elevated. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, like they were they were focused on that. They, how they were focused Moon on was. how successful he was. Mm-hmm. Which is what, the what, show, what, to be fair. Which is the show. Which yeah. Is, you know, I guess it's how to become a cult yeah. leader. And I'm like, yes, but, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Funny, haha. Yeah, but like that's funny for about five seconds, mm. and then for the rest of the time, it's like, well, actually. If you really cared about who this actually affected, there's this incredibly rich tapestry mm-hmm. that you're completely ignoring. Yes. And um, that's what they did. That's what they did. I think they ignored the common experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To a large extent. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's like honestly why, you know... I really appreciate what you do, Elgin. Mm. I really appreciate what you do in terms of having these discussions and really having a conversation and bringing out the common experience, but also the not so uncommon experience. Mm. Yeah. Because I think just over the course of this weekend, we've talked a lot about things that you're like, oh, that didn't happen to you. And we're like, absolutely not. (laughs) 
and <laughs> you're like, I thought this, everybody did this. Yeah. And it's just yeah. so interesting that even within the same cults, there can be different experiences. Yeah. But we also like come through it with very similar, I think, um, reactions, reactions yeah. and, you know, just feelings and, and core memories like yeah. we come out of it with similar yeah it's like, like similar core memories yes. but like different variations of them yes <laughs> you know like i guess when it's, they were talking about camp sunrise the yeah. camp sunrise thing threw me yeah i was, I was like whoa i was not prepared for camp dude sunrise. are you kidding me like, <laughs> <laughs> i was not ready for that i was not ready for that what because can I say yeah. like can I say like a, a divergent opinion? Yeah, I, I I did enjoy Camp Sunrise. Oh, okay. I have to say, I, I, okay. I, so initially, yeah. when I think about Camp Sunrise, I'm like, oh, I had a lot of fun. Like I liked it because I would go and I would see my friends. Yeah, and I would, you know, I would I would be in the woods and I would go to camp and I would enjoy it and it was a really nice childhood memory. But when then I think about it more, I'm like, wait a second. No, <laughs> that, that was that was bad. So there was a also. I think that there was a um, there was a really interesting sort of generational shift. Yes. Um, and so like my my older sister is two and a half years older than me, mm-hmm. um, and and that's about the same age as Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, shit was really hardcore for them. Yeah. Um, and then for my generation, which is only a couple years later, but that's how many fucking kids they had, that there were, like, different generations. Mm-hmm. And even just a couple years later, like, it was a markedly different experience. Mm-hmm. I kind of experienced, the like, the tail end of the really hardcore mm-hmm. shit at Camp Sunrise. And then I think I could, I could sort of sense that for the kids who were just a couple years younger than me, it was getting a lot easier it was more like hey let's just go hang out and have fun at camp right. as opposed to the really hardcore stuff so i sort of i kind of saw so both sides of it basically yeah um yeah but it was really intense for just a few years before well before me and a few years before you yeah i mean i listen i can imagine um yeah. this is just full disclosure yeah i never went to any lectures i definitely oh i went to a lot of lectures i definitely yeah. hid um i <laughs> Pretty sure I also did not go to the morning exercises. Okay, I remember those. I, I remember was the morning a, exercises. I was just a bad kid. Yeah, I was just like you know yeah. very early on. The I thing was is, like, no. that actually reminds me. One thing I want to say is like they had this like animation of uh, of Camp Sunrise, mm-hmm. and I think it was Teddy who was narrating it. Who was like, you know, we went swimming. We had we did archery. We did this. Mm-hmm. We did that. And I was like, yeah, swimming like. Like, are they going to talk about, like, the kid who died in California at one of these camps because oh, yeah. there was, like, no fucking lifeguard? Um, mm-hmm. Like, I was kind of like, okay, here maybe they can talk about the negligence here, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. There was an opportunity there to, you know, talk about the downside, but... Yes. They didn't because they just weren't really attuned to that, I don't think. No. And yeah, I, I think I think there are a lot of missed opportunities. Like yeah. Like I said before, Christine, to talk about the common experience, right? Yeah. Because, you know, 
for every lecture I skipped, I did sit in some of them. I remember like the sleep deprivation was real. Mm. Like we would be up. We would have to be kept up to all hours of the night. I remember there were youth games that would go well into the yeah. late hours, right? Yeah. And we would play for hours. And essentially, you know, you felt you didn't give your all unless you lost your voice. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Remember I remember that. that. Like yeah. You had to scream as loud as you can. Yeah. And yep. then the next day, there was like, you wake up at dawn to do those unity exercises. And, yeah. You know, after staying up very late to... In, and we're young kids. Yeah. I would say, like, you know, I must have been, like, 13 or 14 years old when I was going to camp. Um, I'm sure there were, and there were older, older kids, though. I would say mm. a lot of the camp counselors were probably in their late teens, early 20s. Mm. So, yeah. And there were some adults. There were so, some adults. But I do remember going into the lake. I do remember being able to take boats out, and there was, I, I there was no adults in sight. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, know, it's, exactly. It's not safe. Yeah. And I, I remember this one particular summer where somebody got in trouble, and I, I forgot what they had to do, but they ended up having to like clean out the 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 toilets. No, mm-hmm. those toilets were disgusting. They were disgusting. They're absolutely they were... disgusting. But they just gave them buckets and shovels, and I don't remember gloves. And it was just, you know, oh. I'm like, <laughs> disgusting, right? And, and you, you know. Christine's face. Oh, God. Like... <laughs> and I do remember, I remember having to do push-ups. Do you remember that basketball court? And it was, yeah. it was definitely unpaved. Yeah. And there was gravel all over it. Yeah. And you had to yeah. do push-ups. Yeah. And you did them on your palms. Yeah. And some of the older youngs yeah. or opas, if yeah. they were really hardcore, they'd do them on their knuckles. Yeah. And it's oh, like, I don't remember that. It's like okay. gravel. Yeah. And I'm like, guys. Were they were they like kind of trying to show off for the girls? I, this, I, no, I think they were thing? trying to are show they... off for each other. I think they were trying oh, to show yeah. off to each yeah, other. Yeah, a bit you know, of a, there was definitely yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you, why would you show up for girls? Exactly. They're sisters. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Elgin. <Yeah>. Ew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay. You caught me, Donna. God damn it. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, but I do, there's so many. I don't know. I. I guess that's 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 an experience that's oddly colored, right? It's yeah. because I do have nice memories because some of the kids that I was friendly with, but it was also it was also a difficult experience that mm. I think you can't really appreciate until you're older. And when you're a kid and things are happening to you, you're like, Oh, this is fine. Yeah. This is fine. This is normal. This is what happens to everybody. Yeah. Right? This is a common experience. Yeah. And then you get older and you talk to more people who've had more normal experiences from like caring adults who were shaped by caring adults. Yeah. Right? And then and then like, you're like, like oh, less negligent adults. Less yeah. negligent adults. And then you say something and you're like, Ah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, I was an abused child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when they left. It's yeah. that, like like the, the silence yeah. when you've just shared something yeah. and you're like, Ah, this is weird. <laughs> Facial reaction. This yeah. makes sense yeah. now. No, I know it's every time I, I Every now and then I say something to someone, they're like, um, that doesn't, like, they don't even say it. It's just a look in their eyes and you're like, <laughs> you're oh, like, and oh, wait, I've... that wasn't, that wasn't normal. You're like, <laughs> ah, yes, I've overshared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uncomfortably exactly. so. Exactly. But it's, in, it's been interesting, like, I mean, so we've been hanging out for the last few days. Mm-hmm. We spent today with my son. He's nine years old. Um, and like, you know, when you were in Camp Sunrise, you and I was in Camp Sunrise, we weren't, like, that much older, three, four, mm. five years. And, mm. like, just thinking about 
that experience ver like compared to just hanging out with a nine-year-old like it's just it's really weird like I, the, the thought of me sending him to a camp for fucking <laughs> four six weeks in across the summer yeah I mean, actually, we're recording this right now in the summer mm -hmm. when, guess what? He's hanging out with his mom and dad mm -hmm. and, like, we're doing shit together. Great. Um, mm -hmm. uh, including hanging out with my friends from the U.S. who are coming to stay with me. Great. Um, but, like, I'm not sending his ass away for four or six weeks to, you know, yeah, some campsite run by... Run by a bunch of fucking 20-year-olds. <laughs> no, no yeah. thank you. I know. I, I go back and... Because my daughter just turned nine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she does have some friends who did go to sleepaway camp okay. for like a week or two. For like a week or two. A week right? or two, yeah. yeah. Maybe and two I'm like, max, okay, right? Okay. And even for us, we're like, oh, yeah. wow. I don't know yeah. if she's ready for that yet. And I think there was something that we were talking about earlier this weekend. So my daughter's nine. Your son is nine. He's nine, yeah. And I remember this time when we were at the new yorker hotel right mm -hmm. for reference christine is my younger sister mm -hmm. she's about eight you're about eight years younger than i am mm -hmm. we were at the new yorker hotel for god's day um mm -hmm. new year's yeah. and we were talking about that moment where you know my parents were definitely listening to moon speak and those speeches would go on for hours. Like, we would get there early in the morning, and mm -hmm. it would go until the evening, yeah. like, for hours and hours. Yeah. And on this particular, you know, New Year's, um, I was the oldest child. And I was 9 or 10 at the time. I was 9 or 10 at the time. <laughs> Essentially, the, the, age the age of, of like, our, my son. Uh, my daughter, yeah. Yeah. who are clearly yeah. not ready for yeah. any kind of caretaking responsibility no, for zero. an extended period yeah. of time. Like, yeah. you know, my daughter, I can leave her with my son, who's three and a half, mm. for, I don't know, 15 minutes tops. 20 minutes. Is that it? Tops. Okay. Tops. I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Those, yeah, okay. And I'm like in the, I'm around, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's, take your yeah. brother outside, 15, yeah. 20 minutes tops. Yeah. But we're, we're in the vicinity, yeah. you know what I mean? So this was an instance where I was definitely in charge of, I'm the oldest of six. Yeah. There were definitely five younger kids. While my parents were in a lecture for hours, mm -hmm. hours, <laughs> hours, hours. And as a result, I'm so sorry, Christine. Okay. Uh, Christine gets lost for hours. It's she's fair. two I years mean, old, yeah, and she's yeah. she's she's lost. I'm two. You're nine. We yeah. cannot find her. <laughs> you know. And it was. I think it was a pretty good period of time where another adult went to go get my parents and say, like, "Hey, we can't find one of your kids." And just you know, just thinking about that, like at the moment, it was very much like, "Oh, if this is my fault, I'm in a lot of trouble." Now, as a parent of a nine-year-old, mm. I'm like, no, no that like, wasn't your fault at yeah, all. Yeah, no, Donna, it wasn't. At all. It wasn't. That it was wasn't. clearly yeah. not your fault. Yeah. You were not capable of doing yeah. this at this age. You should not never have been put into that position. This should have never happened. This was a moment of neglect. Yeah. And that's what comes back to me when I saw that, like, yeah. Camp Sunrise video, where yeah. it was just like, you know... Choices were made. Yeah, yeah. This it's it's funny, especially having kids. And now that like our kids are getting a little older now, mm -hmm. so they're like eight, nine. Uh, which is that's that's for me. That's personally that's an age when I 
I can kind of start remembering more. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. And it's also, it's also the age at which my younger brother was born. Mm-hmm. So my younger brother was born when, when I was eight years old. Okay. Um, and uh, actually, the exact day that I turned eight, my brother was born. Do you guys uh, share a birthday? We share a birthday. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the same bathroom. I mean, that's really yeah. cool wow. and annoying. It, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah, okay. It's cool now, but it sucks when you're eight years old. Oh, my gosh. I would, be, I would some, have been, I would have been so pissed off. Some little bitch-ass brother comes yeah. and, and, like, takes your birthday. Yeah. But, um, and that's that's the age it, when birthdays are important. Yeah, exactly. Eight, nine, ten. Those are important birthdays. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but now we're cool. We're, we're, we're really cool. But I remember, like, from, I mean... Like, my little brother was, like, an infant. Mm-hmm. And I would have to, like, take care of him for, like, hours at a time. Oh, God. Like, like yeah. uh, just... Um, like, I have a parent, like, around, but, like, not... But it was my job to look after my brother, basically, because mm-hmm. my parents were doing something else. Uh, so, yeah, I remember being very, very young and, like, holding an infant as an, as an eight-year-old, holding an infant and, like, my infant brother and, like, um, you know, feeding him with a bottle and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, and my parents were out somewhere else. Like, out of the house. They were like, in the house. They were in the, in the house. house. Okay. But it was, like, my job. I was, like, it was my... You were in charge. I was in charge, basically. Charge of the baby. I was in charge of the baby as an eight-year-old. Yeah. Um... And now I'm like literally. I'm just thinking back to the last, you know, half a day that we spent with my nine-year-old son. Being like, would you really let this? <laughs> would you let that? Would you let that dude like mm-hmm. hang, like be in charge of a three-month-old? Probably mm-hmm. not. Probably not. And you know, I love my daughter. She's very mature for her age. She's you know exceptionally responsible. But I, it's not her. It's not her job to do that. Yeah, and exactly. Think, That's the her, thing. It's, it's not, not her job. job. Yeah, and, and you know. I, I I make a conscious choice as a parent, I think, because my experience growing up was that parentification. Yeah. Right? My experience was having to be in charge of younger siblings. Mm. And as I got older, just watching my parents go through life, I felt an obligation to also take care of them mm. because at a certain point probably when I was in college and started getting my first job and starting to have exposure to other functional adults yeah. is when the light bulb went off and I'm like, my parents are not yeah. fully capable of making responsible decisions. Yeah. You know, and the weight of that on someone as they're forming and as they're becoming an adult is not yeah fair yeah and so i make a conscious decision with my daughter to be your child i want you to be a child yeah i want you to experience you should have a childhood Mm -hmm. this is a conversation i've had with my son's mom Mm -hmm. about that like he should just have a childhood like let's not just he's only going to be young once let's not make him grow up quickly yes Yes, and I feel like, you know, just growing up, I, and I think that's the other thing. I feel like, and this is just me talking, but just the whole experience of growing up in, like, a cult-like upbringing, and I know that there's other backgrounds that may have similar experiences, but just growing up in this particular background, I feel like I was never allowed to be a child. Yeah. 
because time. of the way yeah. we were treated yeah. as blessed children. Yeah, well, this, right? the weight of the world is placed on mm-hmm. you from from a young age. The the the, sure. the 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 fate of humanity yes. is placed on you at yes. a young age. And it, the expectation, like, yeah. the expectation yeah. is. You are going to get married when you're 16 yeah. or 17 years old. And yeah. I'm like, that's still childhood. Yeah. That's still childhood. Yeah, and totally. You're, you're not fucking you, ready. You're, Sorry, you're not dude. Ready. Yeah. And you're having those conversations. Yeah. You're starting to be exposed to those conversations when you're young. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time at Camp Sunrise. Yeah. Being oh, there's a, there's a lot of like pressure at Camp Sunrise. Context and yeah. concave oh, and just like subject object yeah. as it relates to men and women yeah and what you know men are responsible for and what women are responsible yeah. for and the families that you're yeah. expected to build and just that you're having those conversations when you're 12 13 14 oh, years God. old and that's yeah. childhood that's being taken yeah. away because I don't want my kid to have to think about being a mother I don't yeah, want my exactly. kid to think about Start, being like, a wife yeah don't think about doing those yeah. things. You know what you should be thinking about? Fucking Transformers. Fucking Transformers. Yeah. What you know? What do you want to do with your friends this weekend? Yeah. What do you like to do? Do you like the purple slime? Do you like the green slime? Yeah. What do you like to play with? Yeah. What games do you enjoy? What movies yeah. do you want to go see? Like, exactly. who are you as a person? Yeah. You know, who are you? And what do you like to do? And, like, let's really ground yourself on, you know learning who you are because that's your fucking job as a kid yeah. you know yeah exactly sorry christine no i was just thinking about that it was um i have this very clear memory from when i was around four mm-hmm. actually like four or five like this clear memory where i was playing with dolls and i was planning a wedding like they were having a wedding yeah mm-hmm. and our mother right in the church she was like no it's not a wedding like you're going to go to the blessing when you're older. So talking to the blessing to a child who's around five years old, just trying to play with dolls, it was mm-hmm. a taboo thing. Uh, it was like, no, you no, weddings you're not are bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not. We don't. No normal weddings like that. Yeah. Just think about the blessing. You're getting. Yeah. You're blessed. getting prepared. Yeah. You have to prepare for the blessing. To yeah. accept whoever's given to you. Yeah. Accept whoever's given to you. Whatever yeah. stranger that moon wants yeah. to give you. Yeah. And I'm five. I you're think. five. Five. I was Jesus. around five. I yeah. was in kindergarten. Around yeah. Kindergarten. Yeah. And I have a clear. Yeah. Remembrance of this. Yes. Yeah, but that's yeah. exactly it, right? right. Like, like, like childhood, like, like, like the weight is placed on you, and the then you're of like, the world is placed like, on your what shoulders. percentage of your childhood was removed by right. what was removed at that point? One percent, ten percent, twenty? I, 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 who knows? But it's too much of a percent. Whatever, whatever it is, it's not mm-hmm. fair to do that to a child. Right. It's really, it's really fucking unfair, and. You fucking Netflix people, you could have talked about that if you mm-hmm. if you wanted to actually talk about the real human experience here, right. but you didn't. You didn't. And, you know, if you want to keep bringing it back to, like, Moon and how successful he was with, like, you know, creating the next generation, you know, just think about the fact that, like, his children are subjected to this, too. Like, his yeah. children were... 
given, you know, and, his and, and, children and, were promised to yeah. marriage, essentially. But also, if, if you're going to talk about how successful Moon was at creating the second generation, then why aren't you talking about what percentage of that second generation are actually still following the faith? Oh, that's true. Why, that's don't you, why don't you talk about how, um, like, what the experiences of those second generation are? Like, dig into, like, okay, do these people have, like, I don't know, potentially higher rates of mental illness, higher rates of suicide, because they fucking do, um, if you really fucking mm-hmm. cared about what this meant for that generation, mm-hmm. y- you could ask those questions, but you didn't, because you wanted to have some little fucking mm-hmm. tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know, cartoon show, basically. Like for entertainment purposes. For sure. Of totally yeah. entertainment only. Yeah. Entertainment. Zero seriousness from these people. Mm-hmm. Zero seriousness. I guess the flip side of what you just said about, yeah. like, the rates of... The flip side is, like, how successful you were... I need you to look at the true family and just look at the <laughs> the ratio of them that are still married to their first yes that, arranged so, marriage. Yes. You know, like yeah. what percentage of them are still married? What percentage yeah. of them are not in rehab? Yeah. What percentage of them yeah. are not haven't a killed themselves from coke, coke overdoses? Yeah. Also yeah. has like. They also have mental illnesses. Yeah. They also, yes, correct. I agree. They also have mental illnesses. They also, uh, yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, Um, take a look at that. You know, he's got 14 kids. He had 14 kids. Yeah. That we know of. That we know of. Um, A legitimate children. Legitimate. Hawk Jahan. He had 14 children with Hawk Jahan. Yeah. There were other children, which I think you also go into in other episodes with other more knowledgeable folks. Yeah. But, you know, what is the ratio of them that are still married to the first? And also, like, what ratio of them have, like, complete families that haven't... This is another subject. I feel yeah. like I'm going down that rabbit yeah. hole. Sorry, Good. I'm going down a rabbit this hole. This is a show rabbit holes. But, but it's just, <laughs> what percentage of those children have done well, you know, and followed the doctrine and yeah, not exactly. gone out of their way to then break up other families... Yes. That are within oh, yes. the organization. I know. I know who you're talking yes. about, Donna. I, yeah. I'm just like yeah. it's just right. Like yeah. I'm like that's not a measure of success. Ye- cor- it, yeah. Exactly. I mean? Exactly. You're just so this the the measure of success for this show is creating a second generation, maybe a third generation, but it asks zero questions as to the experience of those. Gener- of those generations and doesn't seek for any accountability of those generations against the fucking s- sick psychopath who created them effectively there's yeah there's no accountability and it doesn't question the involvement of I think many second gen who have kind of who have left the church yeah right mm-hmm. who have left yeah, like what Many proportion are... is left? Right. Yeah, exactly. What yeah, that's well. That's remains. the thing. I think it's under twenty percent. I right. think it's like if you think they're like, oh, he's so successful because he created this, right. you know, self perpetuating sure. cycle of generations. Like, well, how many? Yeah, how many of them are actually are that's actually active? Like, what percent? Yes. And like, I think it's if I think of like the people that I knew that grew up in this, dude. Right. 
right. It's low. Like, it's low. <laughs> it's low. I'm like, is is it even it's 5%? Possible. Yeah. Is it even, I would you know? say that yeah. of the people that I remember yeah. from high school, it would probably be easier for me to list, and quicker for me to yeah. list, who I know is still active than people who've drifted away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... The numbers uh, so, are good. Yeah. So he's successfully created a, a generation. Okay, fine, but only like under five percent of yeah. of that, right. maybe under ten, to be charitable to him, is actually like self perpetuating, mm-hmm. right. which would indicate that the whole thing's gonna disintegrate in. A You've few got generations. maybe another generation. Yeah. Right. You. Ha- yeah. So so Moon really only. It's not. It's not very many gener. It's not generational. Yeah, it's generation. You know. What yeah, I mean? exactly. First, yeah, some second. I don't know if there's a third generation. There are. Know. There are some third. I would say, probably right. Some, but like very, and like are, are they gonna find like another third generation to marry? Probably. It's not. very small. It's very. Yeah. That's gonna be a very small pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I I don't know. I And I guess just like following that vein of like the succession, right? That you know that he's he's successfully kept power in the family. That was the yeah. part. Keep power in the family. Yeah. And he names three successors. There's Hawk Shahan, who's yeah. the main leader. Yeah. Preston, who's who's founded Unification yeah. Church International, and yeah. Sean, who does the Rod of Iron yeah. Industries. Like, what they also didn't talk about is the infighting. Correct. Yeah, Teddy, they just... Teddy said it. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I'm like, and then, that's not inaccurate. Yeah. That's no, a, no, no, no. That that's is a, a great very, description. very, yeah. very good description yeah. of what this was. Yeah. They're not successors. They're not named no. successors. They're, They're fighting not. within yeah, the organization exactly. for control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not and, of followers, but of the money. Yeah. They're either fighting for control of the business. Yeah, and I think this is where it's like you, you could tell. I mean, mm-hmm. to your point earlier, like I think Teddy and Lisa and Diane, like I, personally, I think they did a good job, but they were truncated by yes. the by the makers of this because I'm sure Teddy would have spent more time talking about that and mm-hmm. explaining mm-hmm. it, and like, but they just, you know, they they took that little five seconds and just and just ran with it there's there's so much more nuance to the conversation that was just removed yes totally totally removed yeah um and yeah just you know certainly knowing teddy and lisa i don't know diane personally but like i know that they would have delivered that nuance and then it just feels like the the makers just like sucked it out of the conversation Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was kind of like a soundbite. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I I just think that, I think that to the, you know, just, just to the normal run of the mill, like just to the casual viewer. Yeah. When you, when you line all the chips up like this, it looks like it's a successful organization. It looks like it's functioning. It looks like it's running. It looks like it's still like chugging. It's still... Not chugging, but it looks like it's still moving along yeah. at a pretty yeah. good clip. And, and where it, I don't, you know, not being there, I just yeah. feel like that's not a true picture of what's actually yeah. happening within the movement. And it also looks slightly harmless mm-hmm. and not that bad. Yes. It doesn't, they, they, 
it doesn't it doesn't portray the actual horror and downside of the institution. And yes. I, I, I actually, I, I'm, you mentioned this earlier, and it's, it's not something that I've really spoken about on the show, but it is something that I'm aware of, and I've spoken about with other people. You mentioned about the, um, th- how like generational wealth, what I like was removed from our generation to basically mm-hmm. go to the moon family, mm-hmm. which is exactly what, that is exactly what has happened. And it's not, really something that's been explored on my show but it's kind of an undertone of you think about all the financial exploitation of our parents yes. like and then you so you know we're technically so i was born in 1981 mm-hmm. technically i believe that makes me and i was born in january of 1981 technically i think that makes me probably like one of the oldest millennials in the world um, <laughs> well um, as somebody born in june 1982 yeah. i am not far behind okay, you right, i am well, also uh, i prefer the term vintage okay <laughs> yes well i'm a little more vintage but basically yeah, there's this you know you, you have this idea of like you know millennials sort of like inherit like ha- mm-hmm. like their parents kind of in general did all right and like have been able to pass on some of that wealth to their kids and like maybe there's some of that to go on to my kids well there's none of that when you were born in this cult because it's all gone to the fucking moon family all gone to the fucking Um, moons it's negative generational wealth it's It's negative yeah it's not not just no it's negative correct yeah at some point yeah we, my sister and I, with our brothers, will have to take care of our yes. parents. At yeah. some point, we will have to do that. Yeah. And I think, you know, personal relationships with them aside, yeah. they are our parents. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we will need to support them because they spent their lives working for the church, yeah. giving to the church. And not building anything for themselves. Yeah. Everything they made went to the church. Yeah. Like, you know, um, my father, and we talked about mm-hmm. how he worked as a development director for the universe, for the um, high school of the Pacific, right? Yeah. Around that time, you know, they were selling something called the King Gardens, which is a large property, a residential property in Hawaii. And yeah. so the moons, they own... Properties all around the world. A lot of these sit empty for large portions of the year because the family is traveling around. And so this was an estate Mm. on the island, big island of Hawaii. And my dad was, you know, part of that transaction. And as a, you know, as a commercial real estate broker, he would have gotten a commission, you know, a nice commission on, you know, a property that was a couple million dollars. And he gave that up. He said no to that because he was doing it for the church. Yeah. It would have and been that, 6% of, I believe, $12 million. 6% of $12 million. I believe. So My what's dad that? was owed... Uh, $720,000. Something like... If I've done that correctly. percent yeah. of $12 million. Of the sale. Yeah. 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 As, as, a, as a real estate broker. Yeah. 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 So... Jesus Christ. So that's one nugget. I mean, even if it's 3%, it's still three hundred sixty grand. Mm-hmm. Jesus they had Christ. several properties. One was, I believe, $9 million. Maybe King Garden was nine million. Okay. There was another property that they bought was around twelve million. Mm-hmm. I think Dad helped with the one was that nine million. Yes. Yeah. And he gave that away. He gave that away. Fucking hell. To the church. Gave that to the church. Fuck. My parents yeah. gave that to the church. Yeah. Who had no money. 
My parents, who had no money, gave that yeah. to the church. Mm-hmm. He had gone to work for them mm-hmm. as a development director yeah. of the school. They never paid him a salary. He was mm-hmm. maintaining some of their commercial properties. They had a, they had some warehouses that he was doing some, you know, property management work on, spending time on. They never paid him for mm-hmm. that. And you know, this is just one story. Yeah, this is just one story, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's others, you know, totally. Yeah. Yeah. On the Netflix, you know, Lisa shared about her mom, you Mm. know, some other Diane shared about her experience. Like this is not unique. Yeah. And so that's just small. That's just a small number. Yeah. And you multiply that amongst all of our parents. Yeah. This is a huge number. Yeah. Like this is money that could have gone to the next generation. That was not. Yeah. This money was stolen by the moons to enrich them. It was not given to the second generation. It was taken from the first generation. It will not be passed on to my children who would theoretically be the third generation. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, to say, so I guess, I guess, you know, for me, like that moment where they were showing the luxury that the moons lived in was particularly jarring Mm. and it, it made me particularly upset because it's like, you know, that is a measure of success as a cult leader, but it's also a measure of exploitation as a member. And I think, I think that's what's so frustrating. Yeah. And these the people who made this completely missed that fucking point. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You fucking missed that point. Yeah. And it's fucking infuriating. It's infuriating. Uh, like, as a child of parents who were exploited and as a parent now mm-hmm. of a kid whom I would like to give something, um, but I'm not going to get anything from my parents. And I've, you know, had to work fucking hard for everything I have now. 100%. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, um, these fuckers missed the point. They missed the point. They fucking missed the point. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this sounds like a boo-hoo, woe is me, I yeah. get to work my ass off type yeah. of thing. It, it's not that. It's not yeah. that. You know, I've worked pretty fucking hard myself. You yeah. know what I mean? And I put myself through college. My sister put herself through college. You know, we've done difficult things, which are not out of line with some other difficult things that other people must have done. If you're the first in your family to go to college, you've probably faced a similar struggle. I think what the nuance is for us is that our inheritance was stolen from us. Our parents gave it away. Our parents from living their lives for the Messiah, for some young moon, they gave away their life they yeah. gave away an opportunity to pass things on to their children mm-hmm. and the moon children are reaping the benefits of our poverty correct right now right right now, now. and so you yeah. know when sean moon says he's a successful person he is not yeah he is he was handed things yes you know his brother justin runs car arms which yeah. is like the gun manufacturer yeah. That didn't come from nowhere. That didn't come from the blood, sweat, and tears of Sun Myung Moon. That came from the blood, sweat, and tears of our parents whose labor was exploited. The capital came from somewhere. The capital came from our parents. It came from our parents. It came from our parents. Right. Uh, And it's not just just Car Arms. It's True World Foods. It's The Washington Times. Mm -hmm. All these fucking fucking businesses. um, Mm Mm-hmm. That came from our parents being exploited, uh, and that directly impacted our lives, mm-hmm. and it's going to impact right. the lives of our kids yes. as well. Right. 
And now these fuckers, Hawk Jahan, Preston, and Sean, yeah. are fighting over that stolen money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. These motherfuckers are suing yeah. themselves, each other. Yeah. They're suing, you know, they're fighting over these companies, these businesses yeah. that were funded solely by our parents. And we're not going to see a fucking penny. Yeah. We will never see a dime of this money. Yeah. And it's infuriating that, you know, the point was made that this is still happening. Like our parents, yeah. my parents, Christine's parents are still going to Belvedere, spending money on ancestral liberation and like still funding this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They're building so not, a third yeah. palace. Yeah. Not only yeah. like, yeah, not only was that, was that point made, like, not only was that, was that point missed, excuse me, mm-hmm. but also... The show is um, holding up Moon as a success mm-hmm. for s- supposedly creating these businesses without actually talking about the exploitation that that, that, that led to that. Um, and even if they did talk about the exploitation, they're still saying he's a fucking success. Like, a successful what? Manipulator? Exploiter? Human trafficker? Like, mm-hmm. you're, they're not really... They just fucking... The tone they, of the show. They, they, the tone yeah. of the show was. The tone of the show was upsetting. Yeah. The tone of the show. The, it's the inform. I would. I will say this. The information was correct. It was correct. It was like factual. It was factual. It was factual. It was factually yeah. accurate. Yeah. The information. And I'm was sure they had an accurate. army of lawyers to check all I'm their sure shit. I'm sure there were fact checkers to make and sure. So yeah. I will say this. It was factually accurate. You know. Again. Yeah. But I. It's because people like. Diane and Teddy and Lisa probably gave their input, their extensive knowledge. They've done extensive research. They are like a wealth of information. You know, they've talked to a lot and, you know, that's a lot of it's on them and the fact checking. But, you know, it's just, I I think it's incredibly problematic that the tone, the tone, the tone, the tone was deeply problematic, deeply, you know, and I think we didn't even talk about like the political Oh, we haven't even gotten we didn't there. Talk about oh, the I want to say, I want to say, okay. So, listeners of the show will know that I'm I'm friends with John Gorenfeld, the author of Bad Moon Rising, mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> I know John has watched this show, um, and he basically said that um, the way they described the scenes in the Dirksen office building mm-hmm. is basically a ripoff of. His chapter in his book. That sounded really familiar. Uh, yeah, did it sound familiar it really to did. you? Did it sound familiar to you? So John was like, they didn't credit me at all, but they basically took my work to for for that portion. Um, and actually, to be even even if it's not word for word, that was the opening. His, that was the that's opening the opening of his book. That is that is like like John is the guy who broke that story. Yeah. The only reason anyone has ever talked about that is because of his work. That section of this show was highly highly derivative of John's work. Yeah. That did um, sound. So that did it sounded familiar, familiar, right? Yeah, because yeah. because it was ripped off yeah. of John's book, and they didn't give him credit. Um. um so again, kind of fuck you guys. Just uh, <laughs> cite cite your sources. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, his book was really his book. I ha, I do have to say I I read the book, um, maybe a couple of years ago, yeah. and I think it was during a period of time where I I was putting together my own recollections. It was after yeah. we, you've 
So after the interview I did with you, yeah. and I'm just things are starting to come up, and I'm really looking for validation, yeah. confirmation mm. of what things that my dad had sent to me or mm. said to me, and just I'm looking to put those in time. I'm mm. looking to like put a pin in the timeline. And so John's book was incredibly helpful yeah. because I think it gave me a lot of insight into, you know, why my dad was very much into certain aspects of politics. Mm, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Because like at a certain he, time, yes. they were really into, they were we need to court engaged. these senators yes. or these congressmen yes. or whatever. I yeah. remember yeah. being like the ambassadors for peace. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember like around <laughs> the time, like... Hawk Jahan was doing her 50 city tour or something yeah. like that and she was going around and we had to go s- listen to that speech a few times yeah. and you know <coughs> it was ambassadors for peace and I do remember my dad um, being very happy when that thing on at the Senate happened yeah. because he's oh, like yeah. he was like wow the you know we're getting recognition yes. we're being validated yeah. like yeah. what people are recognizing True Father yeah. for who yep. he really is. <coughs> and me. it was like that whole Chongyil Guk. Mm. Like, it was around that time. Yeah. And I just... Anyway, the point was, John Gorenfeld's book was, was incredibly helpful to me, yeah. I think, for kind of putting into context why my dad was the way he was. Mm. You know, in terms of... I remember he was, like, watching the Oliver North trial and the Contras, and they were, like, yeah. deeply in, like... Deeply interested Super in enjoy it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just, you know, just... I remember my parents talking a lot about Orrin Hatch. And I remember... Oh, interesting. Because, yeah, they had a photo of Orrin Hatch mm-hmm. in the documentary. Yeah. And I remember my parents just being very, like, interested in those types of politics. So, you know, thank you, John Gorenfeld, for yeah, totally. that book and kind of... Totally. Just, you know, doing that kind of research. Yeah. Because it is helpful. It is totally. helpful, I think, because when you're yeah. a child living in that bubble, yeah. not everything makes sense. And then as an adult, to go back and just to put it into historical context... Yeah. Um, yeah. It's incredibly, I, incredibly um, helpful to my own experience. Yeah. Um, the... And just uh, so, just kind of thinking about that. One thing that I feel like they also kind of missed mm. the missed the trick on was so I'd say they did a good job of showing all those photos of like uh, Moon with Orrin Hatch mm-hmm. with Richard Nixon and the like in the in the Senate, like all this sort of stuff. But I feel like they really missed um they missed an opportunity, or, may, or maybe Lisa mentions. I'm not sure, but like. The fact that all of those photo ops were then fed back to our parents mm-hmm. as church members. Yes. And that was part of the feedback loop of like, oh, we're being accepted. This is God's providence moving forward. Yes. Like, because that happens so much. I don't know if you guys remember that, but I remember I that constantly. Um, and the, I feel like they could have, if they wanted to say something interesting about how that dynamic worked, they had the opportunity to do that there. But again, they they missed the mark. Um, mm-hmm. I think what I was a little annoyed that they glossed over mm. was the fact that all of those opportunities were paid. 
Yes. Yeah. Lisa right? mentioned it Lisa once. Mentioned She's it like about... they got paid, uh, and then they completely glossed over. You're right. it. Yeah. There is not yeah. one. Thank Republican, you, Lisa. By thank the way, you, Lisa, there's yeah. not one Republican president yeah. who hasn't been paid to speak at a church yes. event. Yeah. And Boom. That's there we still go. happening to this day. Yeah. You know, I think Donald Trump was at a spoke at a Dude, recent rally. Do you know how much he was paid? This was recently recently revealed. Million dollars. Two million. Shut the fuck up. Two million. No, he wasn't. Donald Trump. Yeah, two million. This is recently. I want to do a whole episode on this. I haven't done it yet. Uh, Donald Trump was paid two million to speak at a UPF event. Uh, Mike Pence. What is UPF? Universal Peace Federation. Universal Peace Federation. Come on. Listen, there's a lot of acronyms. Come on. There's a lot of acronyms. Um, Do you know uh, how much Mike Pence was paid? A million dollars. Half a mil. That's it? Five fifty. That's yeah, it? 550K. I guess yeah. he's not the president. He's not the president. He's not the president. Fuck um, you, Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> I mean, fuck both of them. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, so I was because of, I think it was because of like campaign finance disclosures, like both of those numbers came out in the last couple months. Get so, out. I gotta yeah. check those. Yeah. Yeah. 2 million and 550. And actually, you know who sent me those numbers? Who? John Gornfeld. John. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, for keeping tabs on this shit. John um, Garnfeld continuing to keep it real. Yeah. Um, that's... I wish I could say that I was surprised. Mm. I'm really not. I'm, that's... I mean, I'm glad the numbers have come out because... Oh, for sure. We all knew it was happening, but there was no, like, official confirmation on what they were or how, how big they were, but now we know. And now, like, anybody who's, a, who's like, appeared in those, like, you know, W, George W. Bush definitely spoke in an event. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we don't know specifically, but they definitely all, they all, they yeah, they all took that money. Um, Do you remember um, RFK Stadium? Yeah, I was, dude, my sister. Were you there? Like, I was there. Were you there? I was there. Hell yeah. I was there. Okay. I was there, okay. I was there okay. for uh, New Eden Academy uh, represent. We were there. What we year? Do you remember RFK the year? I don't was it 90, so Bloods of Blessing, 97? Maybe it was like nine. I was there ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. So it was probably during that period. So, but I remember we got on a bus and we went down to RFK Stadium. Yeah, I was at, I was at RFK. Um, there was uh, that's where my sister got married. But I remember uh, there was supposed to be like a big name act who was supposed Whitney to Houston. perform. Yeah, do you remember? And yeah. then she pulled out she the pulled last out. minute. Yeah. And she figured out who we were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she called in sick. She phoned it. She was like, "Oh, I got a cold. I can't do it." <laughs> like, <laughs> Whitney was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, oh, shit." It's but the it movies. was like at the last minute. It was at the last. It was like a twenty-four hours uh, under twenty-four hours. She was like, "No, I can't do this." I can imagine Which, one of her. Thank you, Whitney. Thank I you, did. Whitney, yeah. for not doing that. Yeah. I hope you still took the money, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Whitney. Yeah. But there I was mean, another, there was, I think it was John Cicada. Yes, was, yes, that was him. So he, yeah, he, he, he did, sang. He did sing. I was there, I was there in the stadium. I but it was sang. like a shorter set. It's only like two or three songs. Right, there it were, was a yeah. much shorter set. They yeah. probably gave Whitney all the money. So they... Whitney, Whitney was meant to be at the end. Basically. Oh, okay. He Whitney, was opening Whitney, for Whitney was meant. Whitney was meant to be at the end, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I think that was meant to keep people in the stadium yes. until the end, basically. Which honestly would have been kind of fucking awesome to see Whitney Houston. Um, um, uh, I know, but I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I'm slightly, yeah, yes. slightly disappointed. But then, who cares about John Cicada? Yeah, who, who the fuck is John Cicada? But I don't know who that is. there you go. There see? you go. Yeah. Um, 
but he performed. I think it was like before the wedding. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I, th- I think if things had gone to plan, it would have been like John Cicada before the wedding. Yes, the wedding. And then and then Whitney like afterwards, like in the evening. Um, yes, I think that was the plan. But then it was like John Cicada, and then the wedding, and then and then it was I just don't over. Know, I forget what happened afterwards. Probably the Little Angels or something but it, like that. Yeah, something like that. It was very strange. I'm like envisioning the moment where like Whitney's assistant like Googles us. Yeah. <laughs> she like Googles us. She's like, out what she it, wait, finds out what, what it is. And she's like running to Whitney's dressing room and it's like, Whitney, you can't do this. Whitney, it's the Modis. No, no way, Whitney. Come on. No, that's traumatized. Am... Probably didn't happen. That's there, there's an asterisk that has to go there. No, I was Yeah, I was there. I was also at the Bill Cosby speech. Um, where he, so he, it was kind of similar to Whitney, except he found out like, he found out like probably 24 hours ahead of time or something like that, but he ended up still showing up. Um, cause I think he still felt like contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just gave a really shitty speech. He, he, you could just tell he kind of like was just, was not into was it. Was not into yeah. it. Um, so yeah, I was at that one. Who do you think, after the Bill Cosby thing came out, who do you think feels worse? <laughs> who do you think got the better? Who do you think won in that deal? <laughs> like, was I it us? Know. Was it Bill? Uh, maybe Bill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really Who got know. the better That's deal at question. the end of the day? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, people don't, I mean, that was in, that was in the 90s when Bill Cosby was, like, much more respected. Yeah, he was America's now. dad. He was like, yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly. It was a different... Bill Cosby was a different person back then. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the Million Family March with Louis... Louis Farrakhan, yep. I remember And, like, now... Did you go to that? I did go to that. I did go to that. All right, we might have met each other there. Yeah, we probably did. We probably did. We spent a lot of time at the D.C. church. Yeah, like, there was a lot... I feel like D.C. was kind of like a hub of activity, and there was sort of like a few years between RFK and the Million Family March, and it felt like there was a lot of time when like people from you know from New Jersey and New York would, yes. would come down to DC. Like yeah. But now, you know, it's it's interesting all these public figures like you have to think about like what was the total bill on getting these people, mm-hmm. these celebrities Attorney. to come and, and how much fucking, did it cost our parents? How much did it cost our parents? Oh. Yeah. Dude, I was thinking about this. I was trying to think like how much have my parents given to the church in over the course of their lifetimes. And, oh. and I, it's hard for me to put a number on it, but like um, I did a, I, I was a guest on um, on a podcast shortly after the Shinzo Abe assassination. Mm-hmm. And they were talking, I think they, um, Yamagami, I think he, I think he said his mother had donated $720,000. I think that was, that was the number. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of thinking, I was like, okay, is it possible that, like, my parents could have donated that amount of money over the course of their lifetime? And then I was thinking about it. I was like, well, yeah. Yeah. They totally yeah. could have. hundred percent. They, they told. I don't know the exact number, but yeah. it's probably around there. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but, mm-hmm. like. Well, I mean, perspective, that period of time that our father was there that we put some numbers to, right? It's 6% of $9 million from the commission. That was like, you know, a five or six year period that he was working with the church in Hawaii, right? And he's doing property management for free. Yeah. 
He's running, he's doing development stuff for a school for free. Yeah, exactly. Right? And he's doing real estate to that tune yeah. at no cost. Yeah. So, you know, that period of time for mm. my dad, like, definitely hit mm. right. at least half a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Minimum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's only a five-year period of time. Yeah. He's been in the Unification Church since he was in his 20s. Yeah. He's 70s. It's a 50-year career yeah, in the exactly. Unification Church. Yeah, yes. So, and this is, like, times the number of checks he's written for Ancestral Liberation. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and plus the, the, the tithe, the 10% per month. Uh-huh. Plus, Which like, he was definitely giving. Yeah, totally. My, my parents, too. Yes. Like, Donation uh, checks, yeah. Donation yeah. checks. You know, yeah. I remember one time my dad... So, my dad real estate broker, he sold our house in Staten Island. Yeah. He sold our house in Staten Island. And I remember him having the 10% tithe in mind. And he had that commission. I I saw him write a check for $10,000 and send it to the church because he's like, I haven't been tithing in a while. I have to give a portion of this. Wow. Right? Yeah. Mind you, we don't have a house. We have no place to live. He's just no sold. He's just he sold, sold the house. house. We're moving into we're a moved, rental. We're going into a rental and then yeah. preparing for to move to Hawaii, which right. is not inexpensive. And we don't yeah. have a house over there either. Correct. Right. Yeah. And yeah. like these are these are just what we yeah. know about. Correct. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And so the not the seven twenty number yeah. is completely conceivable for yeah me. it's realistic exactly. it's, it's it's not yeah yeah this it's, was, not, it's not out of the question and like maybe it's half a million maybe it's a million maybe it's 1.5 i don't know but like like it's not it's it's still it's still, it's, it's, it's in the ballpark you know yes. what i mean yeah and you include not only the free labor too correct yeah which well, is yeah and this the, is this the is the salary thing. Yeah. that they're not paying. yeah this they're is not this paying. is the thing yes. yeah like our parents like my parents both work for church businesses mm-hmm. so they're getting paid below below market um and then they're paying, you know, ten percent before tax to the church, mm-hmm. plus all the other shit every right. month. This this campaign, that campaign, uh, this building needs repair, needs repair, blah blah blah. Plus the ancestor liberation, right. like, mm-hmm. um, and and plus the regular letters that come out that say, you know, each family must give, yeah, x amount of dollars, yeah, exactly. to do. I don't know. Something yeah. else. Like, we need yeah. more marble countertops yeah. in the new exactly. palace or something like that. I don't know. The plumbing exactly. needs to be redone. Yeah. We've got to make do the exactly. room. Whatever that yeah. is. Hoktahan needs another fucking statue. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the big one right now. That's, um, but, yeah. Sorry so all the cursing, by the way. No, it's fine. It's fine. Wine. I'm going to get a new bottle, by the way. I think <laughs> I like we need, that. We need another one. Thank Hold on. <laughs> Those glasses are empty. Um... Yeah, you think about it, mom was providing child care services as a New Yorker. Oh, think, oh, yes, she was. You think about how much like a, a nanny gets yes. in New oh, York shit. City. Yes. Ooh, a babysitter yeah. gets in New York City. Yeah. Uh, listen, in twenty twenty dollars in twenty twenty three dollars, you know six figures. Some families, some nannies in New York City. I would say it's like it's probably twenty five dollars an hour for a babysitter. For a babysitter. For a babysitter. Twenty five dollars so an hour. There are nannies in New York City that make six figures. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And mom didn't make anything. She yeah. made dick. Right, baby. Like being a nanny, mm-hmm. being a babysitter, yes. watching children in New York City. Hundred percent. The heart of New York City. Hundred yeah. percent. And you know. 
And, and this isn't even talking about STF. Like, we're not oh, even yeah, talking yeah, exactly. about... Oh, yeah, yeah, We haven't even talked about... And, and our parents' fucking fundraising, MFT. MFT, shit. Yeah. yeah. My mother... Yeah. My, that's what my mother was doing yeah. before my... So, I, I said... You know, my parents got married at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um, so, they're 1980... They got married in 1982, and here I bopped along in 1983. Um. <laughs> <laughs> here I bopped along. I haven't heard that one before. Bopped along. Uh, bopped along. You know, like, my mom was doing MFT for, like, several years, right. like before she got matched to my yeah. dad. And, you know, when my mom came over from Japan, she was 19 years old. Wow. She was 19 years old. She had... She didn't really speak the language. She did not come... She, You know, I'm pretty sure she didn't have the right visa. She came in the United States, probably on some kind of a tourist visa, and just yeah. never left. Yep. And she spent a lot of time on MFT, like, in bands, like, fundraising. And I'm... A hundred percent sure she never saw a dime from that. Never, ever saw a dime from that. In fact, she's got this weird thing about her where it's about misusing church funds. Like she would never, ever use money that was earmarked for the church for her own Mm. care and Mm well-being. And that goes to like basics like food, Mm -hmm. you know, like food and... That's the thing I noticed in myself. I don't know if you guys noticed Mm -hmm. this, but like I feel like I... um, I struggle. I struggle to like do nice things for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yes. know what I mean, but yes. like mm-hmm. I'm like yes, uh, like I rarely go clothes shopping. Mm-hmm. I feel bad if like I I feel bad if I book a holiday. I kind of like I, I don't know. I just I just I feel uncomfortable doing nice shit for myself, even though I can afford it. I'm still like mm, I probably shouldn't like. It's that self it's, like, it's that self-sacrifice. Yeah, it's like, sacrificial it's like, nature, yeah, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where exactly. and I still get that. I I, I hear yeah. what you're saying. I, I I feel very similar to that. And some yeah. people are like, Oh, it's mom guilt or whatever. Yeah. But no, no, no. I know it's I know it's not that. Maybe to an extent, but you know I right. think it's really just what we were modeled where mm-hmm. it was really like you as an individual individual are not important. Yeah. You personally yeah. are not important. Yeah. What you what is important is what you can do for the church. For the moon family. What you can do yeah. to support Father and his mission. Yeah. What you can do to like bring providence. Yeah. And you know, on a personal level, I think that's really, really hard to shake because it's deeply ingrained in really, all of us. Totally, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, even this holiday, I'm, yeah. I feel slightly guilty, yeah. like, booking it and being on it. Because I'm yeah. like, am I supposed to have a good time? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. That's how I feel like every holiday. Yeah, I'm like, right? Do I, like, I, I know I can afford this. Yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on it. But still. I should, be, I, sh- I should I really, be doing something else. Should I? Yeah. I should be doing something else for this yeah, money. With exactly. this money. For, yeah. Maybe for yeah. my family. Exactly. Or maybe for the benefit. Yeah. But really, at the end of the day, it's like, no, you know. Taking care of myself by spending time with friends, spending time abroad, spending time on holiday is how I take care of my family because I need to be healthy and I need to be well and I need to be rested. And, you know, it's something I have to remind myself about. Like, it's good for my kids to see me doing things that I enjoy. 
because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want them to have the same yeah. feelings of inadequacy. Like, right? Did you ever see your parents do anything that they enjoyed? Oh, I have no idea what my parents enjoy. Oh. I really don't. I don't know. I know my. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, I have no idea what my mom's favorite color is. And mm. I think that's something about the church too, where the idea of taking care of yourself is considered selfish. Yes, but it's yeah. not selfish, right? Yeah. In 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 reality, but it's portrayed as oh, you're being selfish to even think of yourself or to take care of yourself mm-hmm. on yeah. a basic level. Yeah. What is that living for the sake of others? Right, that's yeah. the main yeah. model. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So even think like basic necessities of life, mm-hmm. right? Like your, your mental health or you know yeah. food or clothing or yeah. just basic necessities where that's selfish to think of your mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right? Yeah. I yeah. I and I feel like that that's that's what's so infuriating about this Netflix documentary. Just yeah. the way that they portrayed it. Cause, like, like I what know, if they had just had this conversation with us? 100%. About you know, like I know they talked. They talked. They talked to Teddy. They talked to Lisa. They talked to Diane. But they, they were, they weren't looking at the real issue in a in a sense. They're like they were looking at the leader, but they weren't looking at the fallout for the mm-hmm. members. Basically, I think the premise of the show is problematic. Yeah. To be fair, you know yeah. we. All- I watched episode six. I only watched episode six. The very last one about what makes a successful cult leader. I did not watch episodes one through five about like, you know, here's what not to do and here's how to get followers and here's how to, you know. Well, we don't really know. I think, but they were just, I mean, they were about Charles Manson and Jim Jones. Yes. All those folks. folks. But, you know, the way that the premise of the show is like, here's a playbook into how to become a successful how to become a cult leader, yeah. like how to do this thing. And it's really like, it's, a, I guess that's when, what's unnerving about it. Like, here's how to manipulate people. Yeah. And what really hits hit close to home is like, well, those people were my parents. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those people were my parents. Yeah. And here is the result. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm like, why couldn't they do the flip side? Like how to leave a cult? Yeah, correct. A hundred percent. That would be way more interesting, guys. Come on. Or helpful. Or yeah, helpful. Or, like, or helpful. Yeah, exactly. You know what's not helpful? The person at the end who's exactly. like, hey, and if, you actually, wanted to, if you wanted to run one, it's probably a really good time to do time. So here's... So, and you, you know what else? This mm-hmm. is... Uh, you mentioned that. This, this, I think, is... Maybe the biggest criticism that I can level at this show mm-hmm. is that I have... You mentioned Wild Wild Country earlier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, per- I I, th- I thought that was very well done, um, and um, it, I personally know people who watched Wild Wild Country, and as a result of watching Wild Wild Country, they realized that they themselves were in a cult, oh, and wow. they ended up leaving it. Wow. Okay. Um, and... I could see that happening with someone who watches something like The Vow, mm-hmm. um, as well as a few other things. But I don't, f- and and that that I think is one of the main benefits of this sort of media is that it can help people to wake up and understand they, that they themselves are in a cult. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't think anyone is going to watch this show and have that experience. No. Th- because of the snarky tone, mm-hmm. because of because of the way it's portrayed. They have missed an opportunity to do that service for many people 
in the way that Wild Wild Country did for this friend of mine. Yes. Um, they, and in, in a sense, that's the biggest reason to get involved with this sort of media is to... Raise awareness. Help is to raise, raise awareness, awareness and like yes. help people get out of situations that are really shitty that they don't realize are really shitty. But because of the tone of this show and just the, the nature of it, like I don't think they're going to do that service for anyone. No, and it's like, do we need another cult leader? Yeah, exactly. Do we need that? Is that what the world needs right now? Yeah. It's like, yes, I know people are yearning for re- meaning. I know there's chaos in everyday lives. You know what we don't need? Somebody else exploiting this. Yeah. Because there's enough opportunities. You know, I think they, they mentioned that social media is making it easier. I'm like, you know, I I can... There's QAnon. Mm-hmm. I that know. is another rabbit I, hole. Yeah. I think that people that I know and who are dear to me are slowly falling down. Mm. And I think a lot of it is because it's, yes, you are right. People are looking for something. People are looking for a sense of belonging. I think, you know, we were in a pandemic and it's really thinned out some of the social fabric and Mm. and thinned out the connections. And so people are looking for community and I don't dispute that, but I think what we don't need are unhealthy mediums to bring and create those communities. We don't need more of that. What we need is awareness to say, Hey, listen, you know, here's how you have a sense of awareness. Here is how you have a sense of, confidence and self-esteem and you are important and what you think and what you decide to do really matters and you have a choice to live your life and nobody should guilt you into you know giving up your freedom giving up your independence and giving up your livelihood to make their dream happen yeah and I think I think that's really what the dangerous part of this is. Because you, do I really think people are going to go out and start a cult after following this playbook? I don't know. They're, no, I don't. I don't maybe, think so. Maybe, but yeah. you know, the people who like us who yeah. watch it, I think we feel marginalized. Correct. I think yeah. it's going to create more offense in yeah. an already vulnerable population. Yeah, yeah. is what yeah, I my gonna, personal feeling. Correct. They're going to feel more marginalized and. And the, it, it leads, it, I think, I think uh, for people who weren't brought up in it, mm-hmm. it, it makes it seem like this sort of funny, trivial thing that wasn't really harmful. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the bigger problem, yes. I think, is, you know, misleading the world into thinking like, well, they're just this kooky thing that wasn't that harmful. Like, no. This shit is fucking harmful. People fucking died for the goddamn Moon family. Um, and you... Have you fucking mentioned that, guys? No, mm-hmm. you haven't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Again, you know, this isn't... Underlining that Teddy and Lisa did a phenomenal job. I, no, I, yeah. And I, facts, by the, the way, when I, when I say guys, I mean the fucking producers of yeah. the show, not Teddy or Lisa... Yeah, yes. no, you yeah. guys did a phenomenal job. Yeah. I think, you know, you guys all, I know had the dedication yeah, to kind of exactly. spreading awareness and yeah. the, the thoughtfulness yeah. of how you share the story and just how you can connect with, mm-hmm. you know, second generation adults. Yeah. 
who have been raised in the cults, I think is, is invaluable. And, you know, that's a really important service that you guys are doing. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I, the, this, this, uh, particular one just left a weird feeling in my mind. Yeah. It, I, it, I, that I, was the thing. I feel like this is like, mm-hmm. kind of like one of the worst of these shows that yes. I've seen. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, there's the A and E one, the Cults and Extreme Belief. I think that was they, better than this. They did that a good was job. Better. I'm gonna say it's better. They that did was do better. a good job. That was better. You know, and I think it goes back to like what you said before. Like, I think in order to really properly tell this story, it has to be somebody from this. Yeah, it has to be somebody from who's experienced it firsthand, mm. right? Mm. It has to be somebody with the language. It has to be somebody with like an understanding of the full impact. Yeah. Of, you know, being in an organization like this, but also just specifically being somebody born into an organization who wasn't given an opportunity to make a different choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know if anyone is ever going to make a show from our background, basic. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. Well, there have been, like, been documentaries. Like, there yeah. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone's ever really going to do it right, but mm-hmm. I feel like these guys, y'all missed the mark. <laughs> so I'm just like, like y'all missed the mark. It they, was just the wrong tone. It was, yeah, it was the wrong... exactly. It was the tone. It was the yeah. tone. Um, it's like I'm not a funny aside. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, like I, exactly. This isn't a joke. Yeah, this I'm isn't not a, a joke. joke. Yeah, this isn't a joke. I'm and not like, a joke. It's not a funny thing. Like, yeah. I, thank you for the cartoon, but you know, it's really reductive of yeah. the entire experience. And I'm not going to go as far as to say it was offensive, but I think it, it was almost offensive. It was, it was I, I'm close to I'm close to saying that that it was yeah it was nearly offensive. Yeah, I think the only thing that stops me from going like I'm offended was is the fact that they did they did give facts that accurate facts. Yeah, it was accurately depicted some events. Yes. They accurately did that. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I'm not like I'm offended. Yeah. There's truth and there's truth in it. But there's truth, but there's truth, but yeah, like they only mm-hmm. showed, only they only showed it from it. the perspective of the leader mm-hmm. without the, showing the perspective of the people who were exploited by it. Or there, there was a very, I mean, they had Teddy and Lisa and Diane, and like there was a, a bit of attention given to them, but not nearly enough. And it was just so focused on this little snarky this like device of how to become a cult leader and the playbook the playbook yeah okay the play yeah Ugh. like our parents are played you know yes like, our parents yes, were, yes thank you right. yeah thank you our Christine. parents have our been parents, played our have parents yes, have been played yeah. you know mm-hmm. i'm sorry your parents are fools but yeah. Here's the hand that you were dealt. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like yeah. what I walk away from. Yeah, and the, well, this isn't a thing. Like, our parents weren't fools. Like, they were manipulated. Yes. Um, they were coerced. And, yeah, they were. There's a difference. Yeah, they were yeah. coerced. They were manipulated. And by the way, mm-hmm. we live in a society that allows for that coercion and mm-hmm. manipulation. Um, and show, shows like this that do not show 
the actual downside of that coercion and manipulation are actually contributing to the furtherance of that of a society that is tolerant of that happening to mm-hmm. people within it mm-hmm. um, by just sort of saying, oh, well, it's not that bad. It's fine. Like, you know, it's this weird, kooky thing. Like, Yeah, and I think the other part that, that really, like, kind of, like, I don't know, gnaws at me is just, you know, that it's less about the theology and more about the money. The money that they had access to that kind of like gives them this aura of, uh, you know, of realism, of kind of like, you know, that they have something important to say. Yeah. Because because they're successful businessmen, because they have this capital behind them. Like there's, it gives credence to what their message is. And Mm. just the fact that they were able to use that money to like... Mm -hmm. The ambassadors for peace. You know, they definitely donated to enough of these senators to get them into a room yeah. to have them present them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just it's just the theatrics yeah. um that they paid for that yeah. then go into further deception and mm. using faith and using that trust. Yeah. You know, which gets them the money to like create more faith. It's this it's this cycle of abuse that I think um is just tolerated. Yeah. Right? Exactly. It, and it's not even... To, it's, it's tolerated, It's yeah. not just tolerated, but it's exonerated. Just like, yeah. wow, this was yeah. a really successful... Well, th- yeah, they're successful because they made this amount of money. This they amount of money, successful, and they were able and to then... pay off all these politicians to kind of, like, have these photo yeah. ops, and now their members believe that they're, you know, they're, they've are they been accepted, and they're really making an impact mm. on the, the polit- political landscape, and... You know, that's what's going to get them to give more money to these people. And yeah. they're going to create better businesses. And, you know, it's just the cycle of abuse. Yeah. I think that's just really exonerated. Yeah. It's that, like, and it's like, it's fine. Oh, they made the money. They should be, I mean, that's... I mean, it like, it excuses the behavior. It excuses them. Yeah. It's like, yes. they made they made the money. They must have done something all right. They're successful they're, business yeah. people. Capitalism. And uh, let's give them praise. Yeah. Um, because they did something right. Yeah. And now we can forgive them of all these other sins. And, you know, the result is here's Sean Moon storming the fucking Capitol on January 6th. Yeah. I can't believe like, they didn't mention that. Here's, like, what? here's what it is. Yeah. Here's Sean Moon, yeah. who's one of the successors at the Rodden of Iron Ministries. Ha ha, they're marrying, they're getting married with guns. No, he's at the fucking Capitol breaking in, you know, insurrectionist. Yeah. This yeah, is they fucking. This is where we're at, and yeah. it's it's recent. It's recent. Yeah. It's continuing. It's not going to end. And you're right. They missed an opportunity. Yeah. It was a missed opportunity. Yeah, massive missed opportunity. So. Um, and yeah, I just I'm I'm just cognizant of the the downside of people watching this and being like, well, they weren't they weren't that bad. They weren't that they bad. They weren't that bad. You and know. I, and I think that's really what that slippery slope is, right? It's mm-hmm. the acceptance of, yeah. okay, let's, you know, let's boil the frog here. This this one group, they buy political influence and they can show up and, you know, they'll sh- the, they're, they're, the politicians will show up to speak at their events. It's like, well, you know, that's mm-hmm. how... That's how we get to the sovereign state stuff, right? <laughs> like mm, that's how, yeah. Like that's how, that's how yeah. all these other theories start. Yeah. And like, 
that's a different story. That's yes. a different topic. Yeah, I can't yeah. even can begin to start yeah, unpacking yeah, that right now. But, um, you know, it's it, it just becomes that acceptance of the ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And this is like the first step mm-hmm. along there. But then yeah. eventually you get to, you can kind of get anywhere mm-hmm. intellectually. Right. If you allow for that. Right. I don't know. It's... What should we gonna watch next? Okay. <laughs> I, I need to go watch Barbie or some shit like um, Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, yeah. Should we just like Barbenheimer tomorrow? Like, just need something to take my mind off this. Like a cleanse. It's incredible. This this thing was only twenty nine minutes long, and I had like an, just such a visceral reaction to it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's um. Mm-hmm. Good. When you show when the. Photos of Moon started showing in the beginning of the episode. Mm. I just had a sinking feeling. Mm-hmm. Like such yeah. a visceral sinking feeling in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. 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 Think... And it's, it's crazy just how much of a kind of reaction that that Yeah, generated. physical. Physical yeah. reaction generated from seeing these images of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the episode. Yeah. Yeah. The very first right. thing I wrote down was, I'm already anxious. Yeah. And then his image showed up. I'm like, I'm actually nauseous at this man's yeah. image on the screen. The first thing I said was, holy shit. And then I had a thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And also, even the title of the episode, Become Immortal. Become is Immortal. Like, is like the idea, like, the, the idea, like, you can be. The idea that he succeeded at it. He succeeded. Something. He became immortal as right. a as a leader. Is but did but, you yeah. know? Because right. isn't Hak Jahan now calling herself the only begotten daughter? Yeah. Well, now, like, yeah, yeah. She's trying to rewrite. She's history. rewriting it now. Yeah. Now it wasn't. It wasn't him. Yeah. It was her all along. Yeah. Exactly. That was the most important. Exactly. Line. I mean, that is that would be kind of a cool plot twist if, yeah. like, he was actually written out of the immortal. Timeline, yeah. but um, sorry, Sam Young, your wife is rewriting history. Kind of feels like that's where it's going, but equally, I still, um, and like you know, they did get one fact wrong. I do have to say, okay. he did, the divine principle was not written by Sam Young Moon. Yeah, have you heard that? Like, it was, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, he, 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 like, uh, he copied it from some other people, definitely like copied another, it from some other people, another Korean cult. Also, I was kind of surprised when they said they when he so they said he died in 2012, and they said the church had been around for they they said the church was in existence for 58 years, but I don't think that's accurate. Like that, what is that like? Like the inception of HSA UWC or something like that? Because like he started, it was in the 50s in mm-hmm. Korea, didn't he? Yeah. So going to 2012, I guess that would have been six sixty two years, but. I don't know, like, 58 just seemed like a very specific number, and I don't know exactly how they got there and what they were, mm. like, how they were calculating it by. And also, I don't, it doesn't quite make sense, because if you think of, like, our parents joining in, like, the 70s, calling mm-hmm. it, um, say, for argument's sake, like, they're from, like, 1970 to 1920, that's, like, 50 years but it was already going for 
many decades before then. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't quite add up. I'm also not really in a state of mind to really be doing specific math Crazy math. right now. Don't, don't like, make me math. Don't no, make me count. But, like, I just felt like it was... I, I don't know how they got to that number, 58 years. 58 from what? You know? Yeah. From uh, what are they counting from? From uh, when they arrived in the United States, maybe? Yeah. But he wasn't. It was, like... You know what I'm surprised that they left out? Like, the whole mythology of Reverend Moon that we were taught? Which bits? About the whole... He was in a camp. So he... Oh, he was in... Camp. He was in the, the he was prison in the camp. Labor, he was and, in the labor yeah, camp. Yeah. And then, you know, yes, at 16, he had a revelation. Yeah. And then he, w- he went to go preach. Yeah. <clears throat> but then the fact that he was in a labor camp. Yeah. And that's where he met Peter Kim, who then mm. carried him on his back. Yeah. Or, no, who... Father carried it, Peter Kim yeah, on his back. Yeah, I think that was it. You and called there was him that father, photo. Donna, you called him father. I'm, pu- I'm using context. I'm, okay, I'm trying to, okay, to talk right, in sure? context okay, of the story. Okay, all right. Um, are you, okay. That's um, like, do you want uh, me to call him Samyang? That was like really weird. I know, it's very... Him, uh, that was But that, that I'm, was telling jarring. The story, I'm telling the story jarring. as it okay. was told to us. Okay. It's mythology, okay. right? All right, okay. I'm going to try and go where, that. Where Samyang carried Peter Kim on his back... Yeah. Across from from North Korea to South Korea? Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And then they settled mm. in Pusan. Yeah. They started the church. Yeah. They and... built it out of cardboard. Yeah. yeah. And that's when he started preaching and that's yeah. when his real ministry started. Yeah. But what they left out was that was an entire crock of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They were like, yeah, don't take yeah. it out. Maybe that's why they took it out. Because <laughs> the picture, do you yeah. remember the picture? The you picture, remember yeah, the, the picture, fake right? picture. The yeah. fake picture, that yeah. wasn't even him. Uh-huh. It, and the reason why he was in that labor camp was because... Because he was having sex with like loads of women. <laughs> he was having sex, was like, was he was like having a, sex with other, was he was like having a, sex yeah. with married women. Yes, that's right, that's right. With married yeah. women. Yeah. And one particular guy was like, you're fucking my wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how he ended up in prison. Wow. And then he went to the church and the way he got the money is... Oh, he was swindling the lady. He was swindling he the was lady. Like swindling. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's we coming went, back. We to go through this. It's don't coming we? back to me. About yeah. yeah it's we coming back the, to me. We yeah. go through. We go through yes. this whole thing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. 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 He, they yeah. missed that part of the mythology. The, I'm yeah, really, yeah, I'm yeah. really shocked yeah. that they went right from you know he was a uh, the revelation. Yeah. They, they skipped over they, the whole Korea, the early days in Korea. Yeah. They completely skipped over that. Totally skipped over that. And then he came to the United States, mm. probably because he was probably going to go back to prison. Yeah, exactly. In Korea if exactly. He continued. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Just that no. wasn't included in the side of the no. leader. No. I mean, I have. I'm trying to think. I have uh, fuck Sean written, <laughs> written down. I just. I don't know exactly yeah. why I wrote that down, but I just... I mean, probably because of the, the picture in front of yeah, the gun. Yeah, because I just saw, guy. like, there were a lot of photos of him, and I was yeah. just, yeah, fuck this guy. Um, um, do you think he's disappointed that they didn't mention his rap career? Yeah, I know, right? That would have been a very cool, like, tangent to go on. Like, that really should have been, like, I know. the music, the yeah. musical overlay. <laughs> cut that in. Yeah. Um, 
The oh, I'm, I'm looking at my other notes here. So the it was for me. It was particularly jarring when they showed the Washington Times building because mm. that's where my parents worked. Okay. So I was there a lot. Like we, I mean, we would like go to church events there, but also sometimes I would like be there while they were working, and so mm. like. I spent a lot of time in that building, uh, and then just like seeing it there, I was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. That, that was for me personally. Did, were your parents Quite paid? Did I, your parents I like think they were? Mm-hmm. Not a hundred percent sure, but I think they were. Well, probably not market rate. Not market. Definitely it definitely rate. below market. Yeah, I think they were both paid, but below market is what I think was. It seems like it's on. a recurring thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, Definitely I think like, a recurring theme in terms like, of they were paid something, mm-hmm. but I think it was below market. Yeah, hands down. That's what I, that's what I think. And then they were also encouraged, like coerced to, you know, donate ten percent pre tax, right? Plus all this other shit. Basically. Yeah, they were but, yeah. underpaid, and then yeah. they were encouraged to give. Yeah, and, and they also that. worked incredibly hard mm-hmm. um, yeah. for. Like a lot more than forty hours a week. Um, Do you think was, Sean Moon is going to watch this? I don't know. Do you think Sean Moon? Here's the thing. Will watch this it's, on Netflix? No, I don't think it is. And you know why? Because it's not about Sean. It's 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 like it's, it's not, about his dad. It's about his dad. So he's probably yeah. like, this is not I, yeah. this is not interesting to me. Or do I you think, think he's so. like, I should get a bigger piece because I'm doing more for the Providence. Um, I think he's not going to watch it because he thinks he should get a bigger piece. I, I think I think he won't watch it because he will think the show should be about him entirely mm. as opposed to about his dad. Do you think Preston will watch it? Preston probably will. He Preston's probably watching it. Yeah, because I think Preston is actually the, the clever one mm-hmm. um, and is actually sort of... Like he's, I think he's the one. I think he's the brains behind the operation, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's probably trying to keep up, keep a, um, keep tabs on public perception. And do you think he would be happy about this? Like, no, he won't. He would he be won't. pretty mad because that yeah. he's being associated with a cult leader. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he'd be happy. With it. And okay, to 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 give some credit to the makers of this, if I was. Any member of the Moon family, I'd be I, really fucking. I'd be pissed. really fucking. Pissed. So, okay. so you know what? So thank, thank you. you. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Because yeah, they're thank probably you. Yeah. really thank fucking you. pissed right you, now. You've really, yeah. So actually, I kind of love you guys for that. Great. So thank you. Great. Because um, um, you've called their patriarch a successful cult leader, but not them. Yeah. They just got handed the baton. Yeah, but you, you like if I was them, I would not be happy. Oh no, 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 no! So I, that's actually kind of awesome. Yeah, Hakjahan wasn't really even portrayed. It wasn't even in it. really mentioned. It was more about the kids than 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 Hakjahan. Yeah, but if I was one of the kids, I'd be like, man, fuck these yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, Hakjahan probably doesn't even know what Netflika is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's probably I like, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, is it is it Gucci? I don't is, it, is, it, is it is this Hermes? Yeah. Can I buy this in Harrods? No, not interested. <laughs> You know who's really mad though? Out of all of them, Tatiana. Wait, who's Tatiana? Oh, that's Injin, right? It's Injin, that's Injin. one life yeah. yeah, she's just she's boiling mad. Yeah. she's like, listen, I didn't even get she a had... mention. I got yeah, I know, I, got right? I know, right? I know, right? I know, right? And she, oh, she was like the fucking. 
she was, she the, was queen. the queen bee. She for was a long she was time. the heir apparent, right? And yeah. Then, and then now she's not even fucking mentioned. Because yeah, who do they mention? Is they mention Hak Jahan, they mention Sean, and they mention Preston, right? Yeah. Um, did they? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, you mentioned you asked, I. I got Preston confused with Justin. So, oh, Preston is with Sean with Car Arms. No, no, right? Justin is with Sean. Justin was with Sean. Justin Preston's and Sean. So I think thing. Justin is the brains behind Sean's operation. Oh, my, so Justin's opinion. really pissed off because he's I, like, yeah. I'm funding this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I'm the fucking brains here. I know what the fuck's going on. But I kind of like, want no like to like send this. Can we send this to Justin? Just be like, Justin. I think he. I think that motherfucker might be listening. He's probably listening some, right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, you Justin. Hi, Justin. Um, fuck you. Yeah. And your family. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, your face looks like really angry every time I see it. Just. <laughs> Just saying, he yeah he just, he just does not look like a happy person. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, Tatiana, engine, engine, yeah, engine, engine. Do you um, think she's pissed because Love and Life didn't even make wasn't even an honorable? It wasn't even mention. mentioned. It, it wasn't, wasn't even mentioned. Even an yeah. honorable mention. Yeah, I mean, and now Tatiana yeah. is basically in Connecticut. Yeah, and also... Raising babies and hanging out with Ben. Yeah. It's funny, I feel like... Yeah. She's probably pissed. (laughs) 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 But I'm I'm happy with that outcome. That gives me a certain level of satisfaction. A certain level. Oh my god. Yeah, I hope she's pissed. I hope she's fucking pissed. But then who... So... Who else is there's? Um, what about the other ones? There's got to be other ones. There's like Sunjin, right? Yeah, which which I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, there's not. thirteen of these motherfuckers. So it's how many like, are alive? <laughs> Hyojin died after Hyojin dies. Hyunjin. In, inhaling inhaling tons of cocaine through his nose. Um, that would do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. expensive um, habit. Yeah, exactly. Expensive habit. Exactly. Uh, Oh wait, which one is Hyunjin? Wait, there was Hyung. There was Hyung. Is, Hyungjin is Sean. Injin is Tatiana. Tatiana. Which one is Hyun? Oh, you know Hyunjin is Preston. Heijin. No, there's a hate. You know what? Oh, I think wasn't Heijin was one who died as an infant. Oh, I don't know. I, feel like I there know was there some was some providential one... shit that happened with Heijin. There was one that passed away because they were in an unfortunate accident. It, That's Hongjin. We're, we're, we're not yeah. saying this lightheartedly yeah. because death is sad. Yeah. Death is sad. It's yeah. very sad that these these humans are no longer alive. Yeah. And we're sorry about that, but um, you know, they come from a family of assholes. Yes. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's. Certain... I will. I will. I stand by that claim, one hundred percent. Someone challenge me on that. Like, present Fight me evidence. Me. <laughs> this is not this, a family of assholes. This is the hill I will die on. <laughs> oh, I'm dying on that motherfucker. <laughs> this is a family of assholes, and they deserve everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he was a kid. I, I do feel exactly. Sorry I mean, that. yeah, he was like a sixteen year old kid who died in a car accident. It's just, so it, it's it's, it's yeah. a sad thing. It's very sad. Yeah. And then I think the other one was you know fairly young as well. Which yeah. Is also sad for the loss of human life, but fuck the moons. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-mm. Exactly. So only th- only two only two of their fourteen children 
were mentioned. Made it into the Netflix I know, documentary. I know. Yeah, what it's fucked up? What That's is that up. Thanksgiving That's... dinner going to look yeah, like? Yeah, exactly. They even, do you think they even gather for God's Day anymore? No, do you think they no. even? Do you think God's Day is even do celebrated? They even fucking talk to to each other. Do you think they talk to each other? Do you do you think there's like? <clears throat> I mean, there's definitely there's litigation a... that is happening. <laughs> Hundred percent. They talk to each other through their lawyers. Their lawyers are talking to each other for sure. Um, It's like the worst divorce ever, where you can't. You know, (laughs) how do you you divorce? My lawyer is going to talk to you. No, but it's like you're divorcing your mother. Like, how do you divorce your mother at the age? Like, at the age in your thirties, how do you divorce your mother? Is basically what's happening in this sense. Do you think that maybe some of them were? May have been happy not to, or relieved not to have been mentioned. Probably on yes. The episode. This is the thing. I feel like maybe they want to distance themselves from it. I mean, they maybe they want to take the money. This is the thing. But they they definitely to, want to take the this money, the thing. right? But they want. They to will definitely not in the They will definitely this, say yes to the trust fund. Yeah, this is my thing. I think. I think there's well, well, there were fourteen. Maybe there's ten. Oh, a few have died. How many? There's, let's say there's 10. ten. No, I think there's... Let's say there's 12. Let's say there's 12 now. But, like, maybe three or four, like, either want to go for the throne or have gone for the throne. Mm-hmm. The remaining eight, I think they're like, fuck this. I just want the money. Right. Please do not mention me on Netflix. Yes, do not. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I do not want to get in the middle of it. Yeah. I just want to collect my check from my trust fund. Yes. Right. I have kids to feed and send yeah. to private school and get horse riding lessons for. Correct. Right? Correct. Let's yes. Get the blood money, but yes. I don't want. Anything. Yeah. I don't want any yeah. negative kind yeah. of. I just yeah. used to new Mercedes. I have right. to pay for private school. I really right. need this cheddar. Yeah, that's what I think. I think the bulk of them, mm-hmm. let's call it like eight of twelve, are on on that wavelength. Yeah, and then there's like maybe four that are fighting for, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get even more than mm-hmm. the like getting a big, normal getting, trust fund. Trying to get control, they want yeah. control of the fund. Exactly, exactly. I, I do have to make honorable mentions to the ones that are like you know, providing assistance to Hak Jahan. Because I think there's one where there was like, a, there was some kind of a giving for good thing for the Women's Federation of World Peace. Oh, God. And it's where Hak Jahan was like cleaning out her closet. Oh, and God. she kind of like gave, she donated like seven pieces. Oh, fuck this. Oh, this is, I did an episode about this as well. Um, yeah. And then there's this one specific daughter who's like part of that. And it, wait, is it know, a daughter or a granddaughter? It's a, yeah. Something like that. But okay. she does like yoga and she's very zen. Um, okay. I just want you to know, fuck you especially, okay? <laughs> just to call out, just be like, I know you know what you're doing, okay? You're giving away, you're auctioning off your mother's old shit. Um, just because you do yoga does not make you a good person. Thank you. Sorry. Yes, thank you. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yes. 100%. <laughs> fuck yes. Cheers That's... to that, Donna. <laughs> you thought we forgot about you no donna remembers motherfucker i remember donna cervelli remembers (laughs) i remember that at like um Uh god what's the was it like belvedere one of the you know states where they were giving away old pieces Yes, and it wasn't even the good shit from right. her closet. It, it was, was like, like you shit, like underwear and socks and things. No. Yes. yes, yes, 
Dare was telling hot dogs underwear. Fucking under- yeah, fucking rumors. I'm, I'm pretty. Like, you know what? Link to this in the show notes, just yeah. because it's really fantastic. Yeah. It's like seven pieces of shitty clothing. Um, listen, listen. Okay, I've read Non Sook's book. I know what you do on Sundays. Okay, you're in Borgdorf's. You're spending a lot of fucking money. Oh, uh, is that what she does? I don't know. Is that what they what they I mean, they that's, what, no, that's what that's what that. Oh, definitely. Is that what Namsuk said they did? They okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. She I did. was actually so. Side note: we were we were in Harrods today, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I was like, dude, what would happen if we just saw like one of the, <laughs> like? Can you imagine seeing Hakta Han? Like, oh my god! Like when we were just in these ridiculous mm-hmm. Harrods is a singular experience. Oh, definitely. Um, but like I. But when I was there, I was like, this is Hak Jahan's homeland. Like, oh you know she would be loving this shit. She's definitely in She's been there. She has been there. She has been there. Didn't yeah. she say that one of the kids went to the London School of Economics? Yeah, for one of her grandsons. Oh, my God. She's yeah. One of Indian's kids. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. School of Economics. I mean, who knows if they even talk anymore, but I, I just know that if that had happened, I'd... We wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> we, would, we would be at the embassy because I would have gotten arrested. You would have committed a crime. <laughs> I'd be like, I gotta like internationally bail out my friend Donna. <laughs> Can you like help me out here? Like, <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> I don't know how this shit works, but like, I, but like, just tell me what I need to do. Oh, God, no. <laughs> take the train back and get our I passports. And, I don't know. <laughs> I know. There, there would have been a moment where I was just like, here, I, I would have had to like really but, like sit with myself because it would be me contemplating assaulting an old yeah, woman. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> assaulting a senior but, citizen. But you know that shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. there's been a Hak Jahan entourage. What were in... we talking about before about how they were like, <clears throat> uh, what, what did you say about the gambling? Yeah. How they were in Vegas. Yeah. They were definitely gambling and yeah, they were yeah, restoring, yeah. they were trying to restore Vegas. They were trying yeah. to restore the casinos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even told us during STF, there was about oh, yeah. stories of how... Who's Jin Sung is, is Injin's, Injin's ex-husband. Husband. Yes. Yes. He would even who know was how old? It's, who knows? He was in his forties. Hanging out with teenagers. Right. Okay. Teenagers and people in their early twenties. Just setting the scene. Mm. Right. So Jin Sung, he was even telling us us at the time, mm-hmm. teenagers and people in our twenties of yeah, Hak Jahan gambling in Las Vegas. To restore the city. Shit. Yeah, she, he told us stories. I, I remember t- him telling us about that. Mm-mm. And him telling us, um, like, how they stayed at these great hotels and, you know, kind of living a lavish life. Yeah. To be fair, if you're a high roller, you get those rooms for free. Right. But... <laughs> In order to get those rooms, you have to be like a high roller. And you have to be, frequently. Anyway, you have yeah. to be spending and a lot of fucking money at the craft stores. Where did that money come from? I don't know. Where did that where money, did that where money did, Maybe it's like the 720 and the 720 right. and the, like, all that, hundreds of thousands, you know. Oh, just, my God. Yeah. 
Oh my god. God, yeah, that's where I came from. You know, he, he told his stories. He was telling us stories of how mm-hmm. some of them shot for like Armani suits together. Oh, I kind of remember this shit back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Wow, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah. I don't think it was Jinsung, but someone else was like talking about like going shopping with True Mother. Yeah. And it was a big deal. Armani suits. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Armani suits. Uh, yeah, she's not going to the gap. Right, she's yeah. not going to Old Navy. She's not shopping yeah. Old Navy. Hak Jahan is not at Target. She's not she... there in TK Maxx with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not at Marshalls. No, no. Yeah. Hak no. Jahan is not at Marshalls. Hak she's Jahan at is at Harrods. Hak yeah. Jahan is at Bergdorf's and Bloomingdale's. In the row. Oh, is she even at Bloomingdale's? Show. Is she like maybe... Is that... Bloomies no, no, she's a Bergdorf lady. Yeah, Blo- she's def- Bloomies, Bloomies is too low for Bloomies her, right? Bloomies is a little yeah. lowbrow, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Hak Jahan's not buying yeah. from Bloomies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, no. It's definitely Saks or Bergdorf yeah. or Bust. Yeah, God. God. I hope you guys listen. <laughs> I know, because fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. We see you, motherfuckers. <laughs> And fuck you. Oh, my God. Fuck. Uh, okay, this pour is going to sound nice. Do we... Um, like right next to the mic. Do we have... <laughs> this is wine, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is really cool, by the way. Just Did I tell you about the time? Like, reporting shit. folks there we have it how y'all feeling after that whilst i love having donna and christine over and i loved recording this shit's honestly kind of depressing i understand that if you want people to understand about the the dangers of cults and the real damage that they do then you kind of need to work within the structures that are there to get that information out to people i accept that but also if the people that are producing that work are not doing it with sensitivity then they need to be called out and i'm quite happy to be doing this doing this shit my own way fucking throwing firebombs at whoever i feel like because this is my goddamn show i made this on my own And I will continue to do this on my own and continue to call people out for their bullshit regardless of who they are, even if they are Peter fucking Dinklage. But guess what? Peter Dinklage wasn't the only person who made the show that we were talking about. So I would like to end this show with the anti-credits of sorts. These are the names of the executive producers who worked on this show alongside Peter Dinklage. And after each name, you will hear a short excerpt from my show, the testimony of kids who suffered at the hands of the Moon family, the testimony of people whose suffering was minimized and ignored and whitewashed by the work of the names you are about to hear. All of y'all are complicit in whitewashing the damage 
that the Unification Church has done and my offer of the right to reply extends to every single one of you. If any one of you would like to come on my show or put something in written format to address your thoughts on your creation after listening to this episode, then please feel free to contact me. I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at info at fallingoutpod.com, on Instagram at fallingoutpod, and on the rapidly declining, formerly known as Twitter platform, at Falling Out Pod. Peace, y'all. Talk to you next time. Alina Andrade. I had six kids in my family, and yeah. oftentimes we didn't have enough money for food, but we did have enough money to stock that altering table. Jonah Beckhor. Kids are still out fundraising during COVID, selling things hand-to-hand. It doesn't matter if you're wearing a mask. You're still handing things to people, and they're handing you money. Jonas Bell Pasht. He committed suicide. The church said he was possessed by a demon. And uh, right afterwards, the church sent out this email that's, that blamed members. They're like, you didn't have enough faith. Paul Dechter. Some of the things that we went through can be psychologically classified as torture. David Ginsburg. If I had gone to a more prestigious school, they would have overlooked the bullshit reason that they came up with to throw me out on the street yeah, just to have someone with clout. Kellen Hertz. They misdiagnose mental illness with being spiritually open. And so people aren't getting their proper treatment. They're getting sent to a fucking workshop in the middle of the mountains in Korea. Jessica Hindman. So if you have like a kid with like a mental illness, as a parent, you're going to go to Chumpyong. And then so you see these parents like, Hitting their children. Jake Laufer. My mom gave me a purity knife. And another girl goes, yeah, everybody's parents should have given them purity knives. And I was like, what the fuck is a purity knife? And that's when I learned that um, in Unification Church theology, women especially, but men too, were supposed to kill themselves before they were sexually assaulted. Nareg Momjian. I was adopted because of like, basically I was a ticket to heaven. My mom was not somebody who should have ever been a mother. And it's like, why ask for a kid if you're not gonna be nice to them? Brad Saunders. By definition, the Unification Church has, it is all trafficking. It is all human trafficking. Calvin Singh. I started getting symptoms because of all the crazy stuff growing up, like human rights abuses, like having your decisions taken away from you and and like being like highly manipulated my whole childhood. I started getting like symptoms of like anxiety disorder and like panic attacks all the time. And it just got to the point where I couldn't leave the apartment anymore because I would get panic attacks as soon as I left the apartment. And then, so yeah, and then I was, was like, oh, I guess I have agoraphobia now, so I'm just, I'm f- scared of leaving the house. Russ Armstrong. How can I give this precious three-month-old baby? We were pressured so hard to do this. You have to do this. You know, basically, I felt we didn't have a choice, and that's my guilt that I carry to to this day. There was at least 
50 to 70 babies. Matt Short. So, I mean, it's a, it's an orphanage basically run by the church. Um, uh, of course, the parents were still alive and we just lived there full time. So you can either call it full time care or or an orphanage. And um, and yeah, I was there off and on for the first seven years of my life. And Kira Fami. Thank you, Mommy, for taking me for a little while with you. I want you to come, Mommy, for a long time, and I don't want you to leave and bring me home for a long, long time. And I like it so much, so I really like it. So you must you must come for a long time, and we want you to come a long time, so please come.